That's a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Don't touch my records. Ever. Like learn to just like have my phone nearby so I can just connect to the hotspot really quick in case that happens. We're live, buddy. We're live. Oh, <laughs> hello, hi, welcome to Hot Takes, the talk, the vaporwave talk show where all takes are accepted so long as they are kind and thoughtful. Thank you for joining us. This is a, sh- a talk show where we discuss music we discuss ideas we discuss thoughts we bring on one of our friends to talk to us and help move the flow of conversation along we try to come up with a different way of approaching the way we view art and the way we view each other and um, you know we don't like to punch down on here but of course we do like to keep things open and we do like to keep things non-judgmental and we like to uh, maybe elucidate some truths during the process uh, my name is Skeleton Lipstick, and with me is Young Shiro, the co-host, and uh, we're happy to have you here, and we're very, very happy to have our very, very, very cool guest, PJ Rourke. They are an artist, They uh, both visually and musically, and they are just a phenomenal all-around person, and they are actually the author of games, uh, some games, and just... Somebody who I would refer to them as a multimedia artist, and we really wanted to get somebody in the show that we really appreciate and admire that uh, isn't just doing music, but also has like a very strong hand in the visual world as well. You know, we want to kind of get get some people from from that world in as well. And what better person than PJ Rourke? So, thank you for joining us. Couldn't have said it better myself, Skelly. Thank I don't you usually do the intros, so like that was like a thing for me. I'm like, oh, let's try and do this. Like Isaac is always so good with it, and he just makes oh. it flow so well. He's like, well, welcome to Hot Takes, the show where the, the, and like he's so good at it. And I, I kind of oh like, God. I'm like, that's hard. Radio I don't background. know how he does it. This is hard. Good, oh come good, on, man! Good, kudos it was a, to you. You you did it beautifully. I would just like to remind everybody: if our audio levels are off, if the music is too loud, if Chris is too quiet, if PJ is too quiet, etc. Um, yes, I know I need a pop filter, but other than that, just keep us in the loop about the audio levels and the uh, the visuals. Um, just like to remind everybody that if you like hot takes, it doesn't hurt to share on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just ask your friends to tune in. Um, yeah, and then and of course, exactly. Also, the the art behind us right now, the re- visual representation of Isaac and myself, is of course also by PJ Rourke, by our, our loving, wonderful, excitable guest. Um, and then at the end of the day, of course, if you uh, feel led to, um, if the spirit moves you, as Chris would say, hit that exclamation point, donate. Thank you, Lux, for posting that. If you want to, you can follow the link and you can slide a little donation our way. All donations go towards uh, show upgrades and commissioning your friends for art like PJ and B and other people. And so um, a little word on that. I uh, fully funded a run of Hot Takes stickers thanks to you guys. So if you see me 
at Electronicon New York, hit me up for a free hot take sticker. Donations are optional. Um, you guys paid for that. Thank you. Last but not least, we got an updated Hot Take Spotify playlist. I'm going to drop that link featuring some new favorites, courtesy of both Skelly and myself. Check them out. And if you put any emojis in the chat, they will show up on the screen but with a little emote wall. So you can light up those emojis whenever we have an opinion. Whether you like it or you dislike it, let everybody know what you think with some emojis. I'm going to go ahead and roll into the recommendations for tonight. I've got three hot ones for y'all before we go to the hot takes section. Um, all of the artists that I want to recommend tonight start with the letter A, so that, that's fun. Oh, this this fun. Um, episode is is brought to you by the letter A. Um, first artist is probably one of the most prolific and multifaceted artists I've ever heard, and they go by A Walk in the Woods, but they shorten it to A-W-I-T-W. A Walk in the Woods is a fellow from France that can make, like, anything he he's got vapor trap albums he has outrun synthwave albums he has a lo-fi house ep at least one he's extremely multifaceted and he does it all really well so i want to recommend his uh vapor trap album and it's called natural history if you're oh a fan, that's a really good album it, okay you've heard it great if you're a fan of yeah Blank, it's not really so much blank banshee more like you know the tamer stuff like taspo uh eventual infinity um you know, so old vape error. Check out Natural History, and then check out the rest of his discography. Can be kind of daunting, but I'm telling you, he does it all, and he does it all really well. Lux, really impressive. She got the the link right after I posted it. Uh, next recommendation uh, is courtesy of a very recent guest of ours, a one uh, autograph. Uh, if you haven't heard, I'm going to botch this title: Metamorism. Or metamorism, perhaps you know, Chris. No, you're, you're right, one, metamorism, you're meta- correct. You're the one with the vocabulary. So it's it's 2021, I believe. Um, I would say it's the one with the face on it, but that's all you of them. You don't remember your chemistry, metamorism? No, I surely don't. Thanks for the link, Lux. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Everything Autograph puts out is so good, device operator. You are correct. So if you like lo-fi house or you like midi wave stuff, why not put it together? And if you yes. um, want to hear some more of like the darker, kind of dark wave side of Autograph, check out Metamorism. Um, Shout out great Autograph. For fans. Shout out Autograph. We, one of the nicest supposed people to, ever. Supposed to come down here to Philadelphia and help me organize my synths. <laughs> I'll be opening for Autograph that- in late August in Lexington and in uh, Nashville. So very excited about that. Um, check out Metamorism if you like FM Skyline, DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ, or Eyeliner but like darker eyeliner and then finally um if uh if you're not uh familiar with my uh my rabid rampant love of lo-fi house then i'm sorry Uh, i'm gonna have to light that that up again with another recommendation by a cautious system otherwise known as um i believe it was opaline i think or something like that um a cautious system used to run a record label called Per Tapes back in uh, Chris and my heyday. Oh, Per Tapes? Do you, you didn't know that? Akasha System what? was part of per, the people that ran Per Tapes. Per Opaline, Tapes. Thanks, Lux. Um, I think they initially put out uh, uh, Mark's uh, Mark Rodito's, um They did uh, back when they went they did. by Spaz back when, Kid. Back when Mark by the guy yeah by the name of Spaz Kid they put right. out that didn't they? They did put out Mark Redito's first album. Amazingly, they did. Per Tapes was one of the most like 
still remember. I would say influential. I remember the old days. It was days. a beautiful time. And and so mm-hmm. Per Tapes was run by Hunter Thompson and Crystal Pettis. Um, I remember, yeah. I, I'll refrain from the huge history lesson, but but Hunter you know, moved from no. Florida to Portland and, and started making lo-fi house. Really lush, organic, like natural-sounding lo-fi house. Um, so if you like body sawn, Pacific Coliseum, or phones, like the kind of lo-fi house that you would listen to while it's raining outside, check out mm, Echo Earth by Akasha System. There's one particular track on it that is among the top 25 tracks that I discovered in the entire like last year and it is called um lakehead so lakehead by akasha system lux if you want to i did not have a link prepared um is is just a fucking phenomenal track um so anyways those are my recommendations and if you want to check them out and you like what you hear shoot me a dm and if you don't it's okay i don't have to hear about it all right chris you got our tapes also her tapes also put out the uh, that one auto album. And, did they oh, really? No way. Get, yeah, they did. I think they put the gazette version of it. We should get. We Thank you, get, Lux. Oh, we get, we, we, we do get, need to get auto we, on here. We, we gotta get him on here. We gotta get my, our old pal Auto on here. We that's, do. That's the thing. We do. The queue. We got so many people on the queue though. There's so many people to get to. Um, hot take. Okay. Um, I tell you, how do you guys feel about all these playlists? How do you feel about the fact that we're all fighting over playlist positioning oh, and yeah. spots on playlists? True. Isn't it fucking stupid? Like, Damn. am I the only person who's like, this is so fucking stupid that, like, every time I think about putting out a song now, I have to, like, pitch it to fucking Spotify. I don't I don't actually pitch to Spotify because yeah. I don't fucking care. But, like, Holy I understand. I, I do get it. We all, I mean, it's important. But, like, it's just, like, I can't believe that this is, like, what it's come to. Is that like it used to be that you could put out an email and you could send to a lot of blogs, you could send to a lot of different people who maybe were you, a lot of YouTube channels, even you know what I mean? And right. like there was many ways to sort of get yourself known or to get yourself in the zeitgeist of whatever genre you're in. And now it's just like, Ugh, I have to release singles all the time, and I can, and then I have to pitch it to Spotify. And I have to, like, I can only do one a month or something. Is that how it is? Damn. Isn't it? You're only allowed to do it once a month. And, like, you have to, like, fucking do this shit. And then you only get, like, don't you only get, like, a few characters to even do it? I'm sure there's only, like, a, like a character limit for what you have to say. And, like, Damn. this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. Damn, son. That this is, like, what it's come to. Uh, it's just this big, like, conglomerate. And it's, everyone has to try and say things to them. I'm like so. I think it's so stupid. But so like, what? What? What is your? What is? What do you propose? What is your alternative? Pro- there's no. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it because it's the way it is. It's just like okay. When I give music recommendations, like I try really hard to think about it and to give you a reason as to why I like it. Yeah, me it too. To paint a picture, you too, exactly. And to paint a picture and to create an idea of what's interesting about it. You know what I mean? And I never really punch down to anything. I never say bad things about anything. I'm always doing a positive review. I'm finding stuff that I like and I want to say why it's special. And I want people to see why I think it's special and, you know, right. go off a recommendation like that. And that's kind of what well, it used to be like. Being a DJ, for, man. True. And that's like what it used to be like forever. Like that was like well, no matter what way, whether it was on blogs or zines or whatever, like this is how you kind of did it if you were an independent artist and you can't do that anymore and it sucks like nobody I mean I miss stuff it as much anymore as I as mean a like former... shout, shout out to um 
uh, some of the uh, like the Electroscape and uh, some of the other people that are still around doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And um, oh, who's the uh, who's the one? Who's the really long running vaporwave blog? They've they're they're absolutely wonderful. Uh, oh man, that's a toughie. I don't. I mean, Healthy. I I had what is it? They've, uh, hold on. Does anyone? Remember? I mean, they've reviewed me. I bet Lux knows well. who it is. Oh, is no, it Agara Road? They're good too. There's another one I'm thinking of. Nice, um, Nathan. Been... Sunbleached. That's it. Sun of course, media. Lux Thank knows you. everything. I swear to God. Sunbleached Media, who've Thank been you. around for a long time and really put out thoughtful reviews of the things that they love and are interested in, and they take the time to do it. And it sucks so bad that that's like a rare thing now. Even like, you know, and even like, let's just talk about like playing your song. Like it used to be that maybe there were a bunch of YouTube channels that were maybe, like, trying to do something that, like, Majestic was doing, right? Oh, and, like, right. Curate a list, like, a, like a, curate a vibe. Or, of course, like, our the famous Future Funk one, yes? You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we know, uh, like, there was all kinds of websites, like, there's alternatives. And it just sucks now. That it's just, like, everything we need a, a pitchfork for Vaporwave. We need a pitch for. Well, we have some bleach, you know. We do. I mean, you know, we have. Well, Lux just said hard. it ended in 2018. Oh, it did. What did? Sun bleached. No, because they definitely reviewed stuff I've done recently. Damn. Well, that's a relief. They Are they? Did they? I don't think so. Because I'll go back. They reviewed like some polymath vampire stuff. Real? Well, they're if they review polymath things. vampire, then they're definitely not dead. Hmm. They're, they're still doing. Let me let me find a thing here. Yeah. Hold on. Well, I don't know. Isaac, what do you think? Well, well you this. know, obviously, I come from a background of, of writing reviews and curating and networking and, exactly. and just... Um, I do love a good music review. I mean, at the end of the day, I... Call me basic, but I liked Pitchfork, you know, before it kind of got all shitty. I liked it when I'm, you know, late 2000s and I was getting into, like, Animal Collective and clap your hands, say, yeah, I enjoyed reading the Pitchfork reviews. Oh, Lux, not Sigur Ross right, album. I, 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 I gotta stop for a second. It's not Sunbleach Media that I think of. You're right. Okay. Lux is 100% right. It did end. I was thinking of Listen Corp. Listen, Listen Corp. Corp. Yeah. Well, hopefully Listen Corp is still alive and well and, and influencing people yeah, because the Listen Corp. era of Thank blogs you. and sites is unfortunately over, man. And, it and sucks, man. Algorithms well, are good. I mean... They're really accurate. Algorithms are algorithms are good. Are they? Well, are they good? I think they are. I mean, stupid. at the end of the day, I, I don't like using algorithms for crate digging, but I've looked at like the recommendations on our official playlist, and they are spot fucking on. They're spot on, but like you know, they could be spot on with even they could be more spot on. You know what I mean? There's I don't think so they could do a DJ set. You know, there's nothing like somebody that goes, you know, exactly. this song would mix exactly. great they with could. that song. You know, it's how else vibe. was I ever going to how else was I ever going to hear that song by Iridescent if you didn't find it and play it? Oh, yeah. That song is, is it's not is even on Spotify. It's on SoundCloud. Oh, are you serious? Like the, you know, SoundCloud no. gets clowned on quite a bit, but I fuck with SoundCloud. I don't care what hey, man, anybody here's says. Here's the thing. You got to fuck with all the stuff. You know what I mean? You got to fuck with all the stuff. You got to fuck with right. band camps. Damn, SoundCloud, son. If you're if you're just crate digging, if you're looking, if you're looking, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just go fucking put on Spotify. Glad it's not just me. Form a radio station. Well, I guess we should bring on our guest. We're about 15 minutes in. We should probably see what PJ thinks about that. We are. We have yammered enough. Everybody give a warm welcome to renowned vapor artist PJ Rourke. Go ahead and unmute yourself, PJ. And, oops, I got the still image. And there's PJ. Damn, you are looking cool as fuck tonight. So fucking cool. 
so fucking cool. I had they look fabulously fucking. Cool. I don't know how Chris will feel about this, but I had told PJ before you jumped on that they look like they would be the opening DJ for Picture Plane set. I think they would do better. <laughs> I think they would as well, but you know that stays here. Oh yeah, okay. So I would, I would be honored, <laughs> honestly. Right, PJ. Thanks what do you think? Us. Thank you. Absolutely, we're we're overcome with ecstasy that you're here. Thank you so much for for the beautiful artwork that you created for us. I think you actually accepted a commission during a time where you're... Com- well, I probably shouldn't say that on a live broadcast, but <laughs> you made an exception for us, and it meant a lot, and you did such a beautiful job. Thank you. And uh, if your commissions are open, I can always recommend commissioning PJ Rourke for your, your graphic design needs. Um, yeah, I'm never going to get on the spot if I play. I'm never going to get any more songs on the spot if I play. <laughs> I know, right? You're, it's over. It's over for you, dog. It's over. Um, what, what do you think about what the, the good doctor had to say, PJ? Um, I guess I'm I'm speaking from an experience because I don't really try to market my music that way or really at all. Um, however, I, I suppose when it comes to talking for playlists, I guess visibility, um, I can definitely understand why that's important to artists. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do agree yeah, sure. that it is a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, However, yeah, I do. I do think it is sort of turning it into like, um, kind of getting away from the point of like um, art that takes time rather than art that is like trying to get out so it can be on something the fastest. Mm-hmm. Or um, I don't know, just um, make its mark without necessarily like doing the lead up to like make it deliver. I guess the same way, um, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess um, I'm a little uh, inexperienced in this regard, also. So I, I haven't really come from the experience of like trying to get my stuff on Spotify. Gotcha. Um, yeah. it, it's just like it sucks because it's like it's just like there's like okay for if you take this particular music world, you have a vaporwave playlist, you have a future funk playlist, and that's it. Pitch to them. Yeah. Right. Well, like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I suppose, like, I don't know. I, I guess that really comes down to, like, how important is visibility on Spotify to the rest of the Vaporwave community? Because for a long time, we were doing fine without it. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. it's really just to reach um, people who might not have heard of it before. But yeah. it's always going to be there. I kind of disagree yeah. with Isaac earlier. I don't think we need a pitchfork for Vaporwave. I don't think that's Fair. the point of Vaporwave. I don't think it's ever been the point. It's, it has started as a countercultural, anonymous art that anybody could form their own opinion on. Mm-hmm. True. I don't think we need one centralized yeah. opinion. I don't think, I, I agree with that. I don't think there needs to be a person that's directing everybody's opinion. 100% agree with that. I just think that, you know, some people maybe want uh, the human touch, you know, as so opposed to I, the algorithm. I like the idea of. It's very nice when someone takes the time to think about the thing you've made and to write beautiful words about it. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. That's the whole thing about blogs. It's like it's very, it's very, it's its own form of art when you write a review 
or you speak about art that moves you. I don't think we want to, I, I agree that we don't want a directing hand in the same way that Pitchwork had become. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of thoughtful people <laughs> writing thoughtful things is very cool and a very nice thing for your, you know, if you want visibility, that's a nice thing for your EPK, you know, your electronic. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. You're not wrong but, at all. Uh, visibility is important. And the playlist, I think, especially for, I guess, younger artists, it's very, very important because, you know, they're just starting off and they are very full of energy. They want to get themselves out there. They want to do something to establish themselves and make themselves known. And that's super fair. I just I think also like I just been around for a long time. And like, guess the longer you're here, the, the more you're like, I don't whatever. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe that's just me. I'm I'm at a point where I'm like, ah, I don't know, whatever. Well, especially if you do I your make, own. Crate, I make cool you? shit. If you want to see it, come check it out. That's where <laughs> I'm, I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm older now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, especially if you make niche art, kind of like what you make, PJ. I mean, your art, if I may be so bold, is kind of targeted. Well, I don't know if it's targeted necessarily, but it's it's for people that that like loved escaping Luck into a fantasy a world. Bit. Yeah, I, I I'm on it. Thank you, Lux. Um, <laughs> Thanks. It's for people that want to you know escape the the you know late stage western capitalist grind and want to go to a high fantasy world uh where where everything is is clunky in the best possible way and and you know so there's some exaggerations and some some just beautiful um light motifs that you start to notice i would say based on like 16 and 32 bit era maybe even 64 bit era jrpgs you know and um, so there's a lot of people that are into that, but there's also, unfortunately, a lot of people that aren't, you know? Um, no, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that um, from that point of view, because that's kind of where it ended up after a trajectory of not being that at all. And I mean, okay. like, if, you, if you go back through my work, like, you can see, like, periods where it looks like stuff was just made by a completely different artist. Because um, mm. it was kind of coming with that energy. Mm. Um the, the later work that I've been doing um, really just came out of, um, I guess, a need for me to, like, want to shake things up for myself. Um, and then also just, like, adapting to a smaller workspace as I, like, right. move apart. Um, so I focused on, like, smaller skill work, more illustrative work. Mm -hmm. um, and then just, like, in trying to make that more fun for myself, like, yes, it did start to get, like very much more exaggerated and sort of indulging more in my like childhood nostalgia gotcha interesting how the environment affects the workflow like that absolutely yeah i mean i've never really had the extra money for like a studio space so my studio has always been like some portion of my apartment um oh yeah and for right sure. now it's uh 50 percent oh, of damn. my bedroom so <laughs> imagine having a whole extra building you could go to to work on art <laughs> like what alternate universe well somebody can well the alternate universe somebody is can like afford the, it well well it reminds me of like the really big indie rock bands that now have like these big spaces where they can just go and play around and, and do whatever the fuck they want right you say i still remember like um well, uh, I was Orograph talking about how like they wanted to see like Vampire Weekend wanted to see S eighty and like so he had to like and that's when Orograph was working for like the you know the rental company for the vintage since and they had to, like push this fucking thing up like wasn't it like a piano or some shit it was, a, no, it was a CS eighty it's just like the biggest most rare synthesizer in the oh my entire fucking, fucking world see it's I don't so music, it's like but... Vangelis composed like I believe he probably he composed like so much stuff on it right how like, uh, and 
Self? It's huge. It's giant. It's one of the most, and there's only a few of them in existence. And like Vampire Weekend's oh like, eh, it, seems, it seems cool. Let's, let's yeah. put a little like let's, let's add it to one fucking song. Can you guys like move right. it up Damn, several stairs in our illustrious studio space for us, and then move it back down thirty minutes later after we're done fucking around. <laughs> so so disrespectful to have such an incredibly important piece of equipment, and so disrespectful like a, to like a cool person like Argraph too, in my opinion. Bro, would you like to like hard that, harder for us to make more money than you? <laughs> I know, like, look at that fucking flex. Yeah. So yeah. Meanwhile, most of us fifty percent of the bedroom, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you do um, you feel like you have to keep your workspace separate from your like chill out space, or do you find that work is relaxing? I, so that's interesting too because I definitely did need to make that separation in my last um, like work environment, apartment space, whatever. Um, I did finally have to like separate um, my like work area from my bedroom, chill out zone, whatever. Um, and I was still doing like more. Uh, I was trying to get like more gallery shows type of that that thing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get more mm-hmm. art shows. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do more painting work and like actual like technical drawing work. Um, and so, yeah, it was good for that. I find now that my work has become a lot more relaxed and is actually like a lot more fun for me to make and the environment doesn't matter quite as much. Um, because there's so much less pressure on myself. I'm not holding myself to any sort of external expectation. It's just like, wow. Am I having a good time? Like, yeah, let's go. Like, um, that's how it ought to be. That is the attitude to have. It's so hard to get to a point with that attitude sometimes, and we lose it pretty often. You know, if we get some kind of, um, sometimes we get the attention, a, a little bit of attention for something we're doing, and then we're like, I should keep doing it that way, lest yeah. I lose this validation. But if you can find that validation internally, and it does come from what you just said, am I having fun? You know? I, I definitely like was in a situation. Um, or like kind of post art school and like um, getting in like a really unhealthy like work, like time management habit. Like I would mm. kind of just run myself into a, a ground with like anything I was working on. Um, now like I give myself like two hours a day to draw something and it's great. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, and and what comes out of that is is so much more free and like full of life. You can tell I'm having fun with it because the drawings themselves. Yes. I think have a lot more energy. Um, They're so much fun, especially yeah. They're really the, fun. the the three like sub boss sub boss trio that you made, and then you yeah. unveiled yeah, like that. the uh, the Overlord, which is terrifying looking, yeah. and it just kind of. And then not only did you take like the picture, but then you had a version where it was like dark up top, and all you saw was their eyes, and they were standing behind the three bosses, okay. and it was just like, man, this is fire as fuck. I would love yeah, to you play have- this video game. Yeah, I'd love to play. That sounds. Good. I would. I don't even really play my video games. I would play that fucking video game. That looks. I mean, I love those little the little worlds you create and the mythology that you create behind things and like your interpretations of things like, oh, you know, like you know, like mystical creatures or angels mm-hmm. or things like this. They they would be a little bit terrifying. They would be a little bit interesting. And it's so fun the way you do it. And it's always like very distinctively you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No matter what you're doing. Um, you can always tell that it's your style. Can I ask you how? What, can, you, can we talk a little bit about your journey in art and where that began, and like sure. with, with visual art for first? I'd like to get to Let's know that it. and how you really developed your your style because it's very distinct. Yeah, um, I mean, okay, so I, I've been drawing since I could hold an implement. Like I remember being like three years old and drawing stuff. Um, Sick. But, uh, yeah, I've I've always been really interested in. Um, I don't know, just um, 
I grew up in a time where I was exposed to like a lot of really cool media. I mean, I was born in 93, so this is when like really like retro anime started to come overseas. I remember yeah. being very young and watching like um it wasn't quite I don't think it was quite Cartoon Network yet, but they were doing they would do like reruns of Voltron. Mm. Oh um, yeah, of course. Yeah. It would and, be like they played on like Saturday mornings occasionally before they would play the actual cartoons that were on the yeah, station. Yeah. I'd see that or like Macross One or something like that mm-hmm. once in a while. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I was I was really into Voltron um, and like the, the monsters in that series. They're called the Robeasts, and like I remember like getting excited to see like oh like what's the Robeast of the week gonna be? Oh like, sick! <laughs> and nice. just like kind of informing my visual diet through like these um, these anime series and like then later like cartoon series. Um, and then, like, obviously, like, um, I'm getting some echo. All right. No, that was, that was, that was me. That was Sorry. His, uh, I, I was no, just making sure the stream he, he was had the phone. Away. I checked him out. He was, he was turning the phone <laughs> on. I knew that. Yeah, if you second. hear an echo, it's me making sure the stream works. Yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, my bad. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. I got thrown off. Uh, no, it's all good. You're talking so about your visual I'm, diet of monsters. Yeah, so I'm I'm the youngest of three by a significant margin, and so with my siblings and I, there's kind of like this really cool uh, like decade gap where I inherited like a lot of old like tech from them. Um, I would watch them play like every console they had growing up. Um, I might have been like too young to play video games, but I really liked watching them play them, um, and so just kind of like also digesting that. Um, and so, like, all of these things kind of work together to kind of, like, put this kernel in my brain of, like, yeah, these are going to, like, keep informing my visual diet, even if I don't do it all the time. Um, kind of, like, throughout my youth, I drew, um, Nessie, like, I made up video games all the time. I would make up characters all the time. Very cool. Uh, and, like, not necessarily, like, connecting any sort of story or making anything out of it. Just, like, oh, like, this is what's in my head right now. And just, like, the freedom to put it on the paper. I didn't care if it was good or not. Um, I didn't have any concept of what that was. Um, it was just kind of like the freedom of expression um, offered by like, oh, like I'm seeing this like escapist media and like through a child's lens that's so engrossing because it's so different from your your day to day. Like the mundaneity that you have to go through. Um, things like, I don't know, I, I was really into like um, practical effects like dark fantasy 80s movies like Jim Henson and stuff nice um, like Labyrinth yeah. Labyrinth dark Crystal, Crystal. Like, stuff like that um, so yeah totally so oh like, I can I'll, definitely see that influence in your work now that you say it sure yeah it, it comes through uh, no matter how much later and was like kind of always there and has kind of just stayed in the background and gets developed a little bit more over time um, I don't think I started taking art seriously as a career until like high school um, that's when I kind of started to think like, oh, maybe I can like pursue this. Um, and then like moving into college, like focusing on, uh, art majors. Um, and I don't know, I, I think I initially wanted to pursue illustration. Um, I, I went to a community college where I was able to do like a few things and try stuff out, um, and kind of just like get my genets out of the way. Um, and then, like, by the time I was ready to start, like, a four-year school, because Zero went on, like, a major. Um, and, like, I don't know. I uh, I got accepted to RISD, which was fucking crazy, and, like, did not enjoy it at all. Um, it, really? I Damn. Totally, 
Yeah. Wait, I wait, got- wait. So you got accepted to to Rizzi, obviously one of the most acclaimed uh, art schools in the country. Yeah. And you didn't like it, huh? No. What didn't you like um, about it? So what I eventually realized was like it has a really good reputation. I, I'm I'm getting into some spicy territory right now. Oh it has shit! A really good oh, can we get the flames? Oh up? no! We better stop the episode. I came as like a middle class Midwest kid and saw that the reason it has the reputation it does is because it's been supported by a wealthy white able-bodied majority for like 200 years. And like, but as long as you have like people who have money in the school funneling it into it, of course they're going to say good things about it. As a transfer student, I literally went to like my uh, admissions head. Yeah. I was like, yo dude, like I'm, I'm kind of floundering here. Like I feel like I don't have a lot of trajectory. Like, um, I feel like I'm just kind of aimlessly taking courses and they're not really like getting me anywhere. Like, what do you recommend? He's like, I gotta be honest. We have a really hard time processing transfer students. I was like, thank you for being honest with me, but like, can you maybe do it better? better. Like, I appreciate you saying that and not trying to bring the front. Can we get better at it? That's step one. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I just realized like if, if I wasn't getting a lot out of it, and yeah. like didn't feel motivated it was way too expensive to continue like yeah, gotcha. extremely expensive school oh incredibly like it's okay like honestly anybody watching this like especially now like college is getting so bad in general drop out of art school if you think you are <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you, heard you heard it on hot here. takes you heard it here on hot takes it, oh, unless you're like my, rich or know choice. exactly what you want to do i don't think it's a good idea interesting um, damn um because wise I just, words I just, from the page like, yeah. Um, they just want to waste your time, basically. Um, it's definitely a racket for sure. All college. Unless you yeah. are going to like track for a career that, that needs a degree and like there's a really good job acceptance rate. Like there's too many lawyers, there's probably too many doctors. Sorry, Chris. Glad you made it. But you know, at this no, point you should not, probably go be a journeyman. Could, oh wait a minute, I, I there's not more people. Okay, could Chris could use some more. Field. If I could work for you, I would go back in to my school. Particular, in my particular specialty, there's not a lot. And, Damn. Uh, I am slightly overworked. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like, you're, you're, you're giving up so much to enter a workforce that is going to be underpaid. Like, you're, you're, you're going to be saddled with, like, an insurmountable amount of debt that, like, you're going to be paying off with a job that won't pay you enough. True, um, it's true. It's, it's pretty true. wild. And, like, it, I don't know. I guess just getting ahead of that and realizing, like, is this right for me? Can I stick with this? Does this make sense for the rest of my life? It's a really important thing to ask yourself. And if you're not feeling it, don't spend the money. Like, you have you have so much more time to figure that out than think you have to do something because that's what's expected yeah. of you. Um, you know, the kids are all right, but for the most part, I feel like they, they don't know. Or they're, they're a lot of them are not aware that you can walk away. Like yeah, yeah. once you're an we, adult, we you can leave if you go, aren't. Go drop out of law school, please. Yeah, drop out of law school. Go be a journeyman. Join a union. And if you are in high school and you're not sure, go to community college first. Like you're For going sure, to get the same is. quality of education, and you're going to be spending like a fraction of the cost to get the exact same thing you would get. I transferred in to like Christie with like most like pretty much all my courses clearing. Nice. For like two years. So like yeah. Especially um, in this economy, do it the smart way, like PJ did. I didn't do that. Isaac, what, what, do you, what are your opinions on college? What do you think? Well, you know, I went to... So, you know... Wait, in, actually, hold that thought, because I have to get my charger for my, my computer because it's about to die, so... All right, yeah, you definitely need... Quickly. Yeah. And I, and I'll answer the question while you get your charger. Nearly one... Oh, shit. Yeah, go charge that shit. Um, so, I... This isn't, this isn't about me, but I, I grew up 
like working class. So I was the first person in my family like ever who had gone to college. And my, my family was religious. So I went to a Baptist university and got, a, um, I got really lucky. I got a, uh, my costs taken care of um, oh, wow. simply yeah, through grants cool. and, um, you know, just FAFSA stuff. Because like I said, very working class background. Um, but I didn't study anything that was relevant at all. I, I have a radio TV degree. Um, granted, I mean, that's easy to complain about because I have a degree. Lots of people don't, but, but I mean, there's, there's no future in radio and, and if there is a future in TV, I mean, it's, it's that window is really closing fast. Um, so I would absolutely echo what you say. And if you have a strong idea of what you want to do, get the, you know, get the coursework done or teach yourself, you know, um, I guess too. Just I, I want to state for the record, like this was not me giving up because it was hard. Like I did the work. I did really well at that school. <laughs> like, oh, I believe it. I, just, like, I believe it. I believe it. Whole year, um, and still just felt nothing. And like that sucks. Like when you put so much into it, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but then you have the sunk cost fallacy too, where some people are like, "Well, you know, I'm almost done. I better stick it out." You know. And, yeah. Uh, right. That's the thing that really can. You're not a failure thing. for walking away. You know. Oh, that's something like, in general in life. Call their right? bluff, people, dude. Like, <laughs> call their yeah, bluff. Exactly. Strong yeah, words from the keys exactly. on hot takes. That's the thing I think a lot of people get stuck in in general is the idea of like I've gone so far, I have to keep going. And it's like not everything is, you know, you, it's almost, it's, you can cut your losses. Yeah. You know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Listen to your feeling. Listen to your gut. Don't be hard-headed. You know what I mean? Absolutely. People get very stubborn about that sort of stuff. And what's been so uh, gratifying for me, too, is like, they don't want you to know this, but like, hey, especially if you're like trying to be an illustrator, guess what? You can still be an illustrator and not go to school. No and shit, like, right? Really? You, wow. You, if you make the work you earnestly want to make, people respond to it. They do, like, yeah. I have gotten such more positive response from like my weird monsters than any time I was like trying to do something that was like fine art. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Stick to your shit. Like you can do mm, it. <laughs> I would love to see the like non monster fine art that you have just because I'm just really curious. I mean, yeah, this, this one's kind of become famous online, but like that's one of my oh, favorites. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm very familiar with that piece. Yeah. yeah. Fuck um, yeah. That was like post school. That's when I was still just like slumping around Chicago, like trying to get into group shows and stuff. Um, I have a, still, it's very metaphysical. Like a, yeah. yeah, I mean, I have a uh, shit ton of loans from school. Damn. Sure. Fuck that. Yeah. So let's talk about your music a little bit. Um, obviously, you're known for your visual art, but you're also a musician known as Fighting Island. Art at one point again. Soon. We we will be coming back to it. I be- believe yeah, you me, but we got to talk about Fighting Island. So PJ makes music as well. If you haven't heard it, it's called Fighting Island. It's great. Check it out right now. Hell, hell of a, hell of a plug there. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell us about yeah. some of, like if you could just describe your your sound and maybe some of your goals for that sound. I don't know influences. Um sure. Um so I don't know. I've actually been making like been making music since probably like 2012 um and just kind of like messing around i I still to this day like consider myself a hobby musician um and kind of just like through uh this almost decade um exploring new things like trying stuff out all within like the same 
free DAW I downloaded from the internet. Oh man, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because I just like I know that like I know how my brain works. I know that I'm not gonna like um, spend the money on hardware. I'm not gonna take the time to right. learn it. I'm just gonna like use what's available to me and like get the most out of its limitations that I possibly can. And uh, I mean, it's the old adage of like limitations breed creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I I don't know. I guess just through exploring this DAW and trying different things. I mean, there was like it's gone through a lot of iterations and a lot of different names. I like try to do like techno for a while. I try to do like um, uh, digital hardcore and like industrial noise and shit. And like I don't nice. know, I'm just getting stuff out of my system. And um, Fighting Island stuff almost came kind of out of necessity. Um, I. <laughs> I had a laptop kind of bite it and um, lost, like, everything I worked on. Um, So I got, like, a new used laptop. um, downloaded the software and just kind of started from scratch. And um, to explain the project, it's basically um, video game music for games that aren't real. Um, I kind of just use nostalgic um, sound fonts and... uh, I guess just like synth waveforms that evoke, um, just like soundtracks from like, like you were saying, Isaac, like 16 bit, 32 bit era, some, some eight bit mixed in too. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that I can't import VSTs. I can't use samples. So I'm literally just manipulating waveforms to sound like that. Oh, that's um, fucking cool. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, as that went on, um, I think, let's see, I started that project in December of 2016. Um, nice. And what I realized is so great about um, game music is that it uses these very raw waveforms. You're using, like, raw saws, raw squares. True. Um, very, like, basic drum patches. Um, and then it was just like, how do I embellish that? How do I, um, like, how do I put my spin on this? Um and yeah, it's kind of just been like a learning experience. It's um, kind of been going on for a while. I, I did like a series of five albums called like the Quest series, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't I don't really consider them actual albums. I consider them more like stepping stones to um, what I would consider like my debut album, uh, Echoes from Brightwing Tour. Right. Um, which I yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely wasn't setting out to be a vaporwave project. That kind of just happened right. accidentally. Um, I think that community found it and uh, found something of merit in it. Like, I, I definitely. I love see how the, often I hear that. Yeah, yeah I see I, the connection I mean, as yeah. a being like, like they were more inviting than anybody else. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Uh, I think. What were you saying? Just so you see it as what? Oh, um, I, I do see the connection. Uh, as it being like a nostalgic thing like it, yes it, oh yes yeah um that makes a lot of sense pj yeah well uh to answer your point uh to the front of the scene riley miller said it best uh yeah shout out riley, shout out riley. the first scene to love me back um yeah right yeah. some good people and, in this scene really uh so yeah i don't know i guess um it was just really fun to play with um like compositions and theming and like challenge myself with this project while still keeping like this very like hobbyist approach that kept right. it 
additive and fun and like everything felt productive because every time I tried something new, I was learning something. Um, I wasn't like, I was doing it very much in a vacuum. I wasn't really like listening to a lot of other stuff. Um, That's I was, cool. I was taking influence from a lot of like non-VGM. And if I was taking influence from VGM, I was really, <laughs> I was influenced more like uh, less by like the VGM greats and more like, um, because like, I'm not like a game developer. I was just doing right. like the art and the music. Mm-hmm. So that had to stand on its own. I got really into video games that were like mediocre to bad, but had really good soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you name and, drop some examples? Uh, totally. Um, so like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Um, oh yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, but the soundtrack is the best part of the game. Right. Um, and that was not, that was not Nobu Amatsu. That was uh, Ryuji Sasai. Mm. Um, and then uh, Alkahest and Arcana kind of fall in like the mediocre. Okay. Uh, frame, but uh, those were like two RPGs actually scored by Junichi Kawa, who's better known for his work on the Kirby series. Oh, um, yeah. And so it's really interesting to go back to those OSTs because it's actually pre Kirby, but you Kirby can hear has some all fire the OSTs. Sound- yeah. You can hear the Kirby sound fonts used in like this JRPG expression, and it's wild. Right. Um, it's so oh, cool. Oh, that's that is fun. Yeah, that's um, really interesting. Huh. Yeah, Lufia Two by uh, Yasunori Shiono as well. So uh, you really would consider game. Lufia Two to be a, a subpar game? Mediocre. <laughs> I, I I I thoroughly agree. I, yeah. uh, I I played it on a on an emulator and it was just like town dungeon, town dungeon, town dungeon. I mean, Super Super Nintendo was like the how many JRPGs can we force into this console? And that uh, was awesome. Yeah, totally. PS One um, did it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I, I got really into just like discovering those and kind of using those to inform the work. Fuck yeah! Um, Were you always a fan of the soundtracks? Were you always as knowledgeable as to, of the composers before you started making this project, or was it after when you were looking for inspiration that you went back and looked uh, into who was doing what and followed their their work, their body of work? Like obviously, like the the greats I knew, like I knew Nobu Amatsu's work before. Right. In the project, uh, Koji Kondo, obviously, Heptanaka. Uh-huh. One of my favorites is Yokoshima Mora, um, who like started with Final, or uh, not sorry, um, started with Street Fighter Two, and then just mm. kind of like moved into Final Fantasy, um, and she's just incredible. Um, but no, I mean, it was kind of like a research project after that. Like, let's let's kind of dig into like these underdogs. Right. And like what they're about. And yeah, it did become more of like a let's appreciate these composers a little bit more for like really giving it their all um, and trying so hard to like pull something beautiful out of like what was going to be like okay right. um, yeah, in, in, in history. But I still think there's merit to that. I think it's really it earnest really and, and, and admirable. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful sentiment. I love that. I was trying to describe to my coworkers the process that David Wise had to go through when creating the Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 soundtracks. I don't think I adequately described how difficult it was for David, as I'm told, to make each sound, like, mechanically. It wasn't like playing on a keyboard. Apparently they had to program all those sounds, and it's amazing that it came out the way it did. Absolutely. That's, that is a soundtrack that I can just put on as music. Oh, yeah. And like, I really appreciate that. I think, like, um, so, <laughs> kind of as a funny aside, I collect, like, video game soundtracks on vinyl. Oh, um, that's fucking cool. 
part of my collection, yeah. And it's always really wild when, like, I think contextually, like, it's really cool to, like, have, like, a lot of variety in the score. And, like, it's meant to, like, suit different things. Um, but, like, right. listening to it as an album, it can be really jarring when you're like, oh, I'm really feeling this. And then you hear, like, a goofy minigame theme or something. It, like, right. totally goes the trajectory. Yeah, it interrupts the whole um, thing, yeah. Yeah, true. I think I just tried to avoid that with my work. And it's like, if it's only going to be listening, it all has to be immersive. And it all has to follow a through line. You um, know what, though? It is really immersive when you hear a piece that's designed to be, like, a menu theme. Or, like, this is the intro. This is the title screen. Equip does that a lot. A battle really? theme. And it's just like... I love that for what it is. And there's another guy. He goes by Leon, and he makes um, the same general kind of thing. Like, oh, here's a water level. Here's a level where you're in the sky. Here's the village theme. And it's like, damn, like you really got that on the nose. Yeah. I mean, to, to piggyback off of that, like one of my favorite like examples of this, like, uh, and, and for like a very, again, just like a really bad game, uh, the like water world game for Super Nintendo. Um, <laughs> based on the movie yeah, which itself wasn't very successful the map, the map theme from that game rules and it, it even I even have like a slight nod to it on Echoes oh um, wow do you mind uh, if I just ask right now because I love asking people like Quip what their favorite video game OSTs are or even yeah. like their favorite section from a, an OST, do you want to name drop any specific video game music pieces that, that have influenced you or that are just, like, always going to be top of the line? Um, this, it's tough. I mean, anytime anyone asks me my favorite anything, I forget everything I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. I always try to say, well, what's one that you really like? Oh, what's one that you can think of but, right now? I mean, that you're very, you there you go. That's a better question. Favorite. Thank you, Wait, Doctor. Well, just what's one that you like a lot that's in your mind right now that you're like, yeah, I really enjoy this one a lot. It's, you don't have to come into it being your favorite. Sure. True. I mean, yeah. The, the like, end all, like, gun to my head answer when people ask me, like, favorite video game OST is Chrono Trigger. It's um, a good one. Real good. Yeah, one. Totally. Um, I just think that that game's premise, you know, covering so many periods of time, covering such a sweeping mm-hmm. story, and tying it all together so well is a huge feat. Um, so much so that that game broke Nobuo Uematsu and someone else had to finish writing it. Oh, poor Nobuo really? Uematsu. Yeah. Um, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, I had these backgrounds. You, uh, that's a fascinating story. I have to look the Chrono Trigger soundtrack was actually composed by Yasunori Matsuda. Um, I got and you. And Nobuo was in more of a support role. Ah. Um, yeah. Secret of Mana is another one that I think about a lot. Um, Surprisingly good soundtrack. Oh, yeah, totally. For a... a a game that I don't really like. I don't know if that's a hot. Game, I don't much but... care for it either. I mean, it's beautiful for what it was, but it's just like, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've played it with friends, and it's a lot more fun that way. True, um, but that that menu is brutal. I don't know how they like the circle that... menu or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played it when I was way too young, and I was just like, does not compute. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the ones I mentioned earlier, the Earthbound soundtrack Very cool. is a great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people have the Mother soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, that, that soundtrack's incredible. Again, just kind of playing into the uh, world theme, like world music theme. We're covering yeah. so many areas. Yeah. Um, honestly, like that, um, <laughs> that game's music library is so large that it could cover right. like three track discs. Um, it's, it's a wild undertaking. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's just a few. Um, I could talk about it all day, but, like, we have a finite amount of time. So. True. Yeah. Well, Chris yeah, wanted to get back into the graphic design aspect of the uh, show. Oh, I just Thank you for letting me take to... that rabbit trail. No, I, that was really fascinating, and I loved it a lot because it really displays the passion you have for the medium that you're working in with this music, too. It's just, like, it's not just, I wanted to make a video game soundtrack, which is already valid and cool. It's, like, no, I like wanted to make a video game soundtrack, and I've like myself have gotten lost in my appreciation of the passion behind the people who compose these games, and also reminiscent of the uh, of my experiences with the games as well. This is just a lot of of this ener- of this artistic energy that's going behind the process of, of of Fighting Island, and I wasn't aware of all that until you started really just just off the top of your head rattling off every one of these artists and be like, and also the underdogs, and also the interesting right. thing about the story behind this kind of composition is this, and uh, yeah, that's fascinating stuff. So there's uh, there when you you know I think that's people need to go listen to this Fighting Island album, the, the most recent one right now, and understand what that process was going on behind it. It, it. Also interesting was you talking about how your limitations of only being able to work with the waveforms in your free DAW. You know what I mean? And it's so funny that you're working within these limitations on the DAW, but in your mind, there's this expansive knowledge of all these game True. soundtracks and composers. What limitations? <laughs> you're taking all that, and this is like, there's no limitation on the amount of knowledge that you're accruing and the amount of art that you're thinking of and considering. And, you know, and then you are taking all this, like, all of this energy and all of this, all of this, uh, all, all of the, uh, your, your diet, as you said earlier, of, of, uh, of these, of, of art, and you're, you're putting it into a thing that gives you limitations. And when you work with, the, and that, and that's how you make something completely unique. You know what I mean? Is, I mean, I remember. Yeah, I'm really passionate about music in general, and there was definitely like some non-VGM stuff that informed that album too. Um, and Interesting. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, what I would love to hear that. VGM. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess at the time, um, I was listening to like of. I, I, sorry. Um, let me just like think about how I want to structure this. So, um, at the time I wrote that album, I was listening to like a lot of like shoegaze, new wave, post punk, nice. um, some metal music, um, and just kind of like um, applying. Um, certain hallmarks from those albums to um, this album and like how do I simulate like a shoegaze guitar but make it sound video gamey or Ooh. how do I how do I pull like um, I don't know this this metal drum pattern and not make it sound too aggressive but right. mm-hmm. enough that like you understand there's some intensity happening um, mm-hmm. and like really fun thing when people talk to me about the music I make is like, they'll say like, did I hear like a little bit of this melody from this video game or this song? I'm like, yeah, you did. And nice. uh, <laughs> what I'll do is I won't, won't listen to something and then try to recreate it. I'll remember, like, I think from my memory, I'll try to pull like this, this line of music from whether it be a game or a song. And I'll, I'll just kind of, memory put it in somewhere in the track just for like a few seconds and it's really just there it's sharing my memory with you and if you share that memory with me you're gonna pick it out too oh how um, fun yeah there was like i think there's like this three second uh bar in uh inside brightman tour 
where someone was like, was that Corridors of Time from Chrono Trigger? I'm like, yeah, it was. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I so love it. It's just, it's just little Easter eggs like that. I like to spritz like um, little nods to whether it be video game music or non-video game music throughout all my albums just to kind of pay homage to what influenced me. Um, one of the earlier tracks, um, uh, Millennium Gate, um, there's a bridge toward the end that is... <laughs> Basically, like the chorus uh, melody of "It's Over" by Choir Boy. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Um, so it's fun to like listen to that song and then listen to the other one and be like, "Oh yeah, that does that is that thing." <laughs> like, um, yeah, and I'm not, cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to like say this. Like, I'm. I think it's cool to be like, yeah, I'm kind of recontextualizing this through memory and applying it in a different. Oh, format. I think that's super sick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have musical background training? Anything like that? Oh, not at all. Yeah. No. Awesome. I'm just, yeah, I'm just a hobby musician. I'm self-taught. Um, yeah, just kind of like not not trying to give myself too much to work with. I, I'm comfortable with my limitations. I don't see them as a hindrance at all. Um, like the inability to sample or import audio, or the fact that I can only use 15 tracks per project. Like it caps out at that. Like oh wow, okay. Yeah. So we got a backlog of questions oh, we, in the chat. Yeah, I'm which one start rolling right now? The first yeah, one is, uh, I don't remember who asked it, but they want to know what your favorite video game artists are. Favorite video game artists? Like, yes. Um, like, that was the design. whole question. So I don't know right. if they mean like the graphic design part, but that's what I'm thinking. Oh, totally. I, I mean, um, two greats that I can think of off the top of my head, of course, Yoshitaka Amano and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Akira Toriyama. Oh, um, yeah. A lot of um, the work that I did around, like... Who, you're gonna have to, I'm going to have to ask, who are those two people? Because I'm not as familiar with this world sure. as you guys are. So Poor who are those Chris. two people? What have they done again? Uh, Yoshitaka Amano has done a lot of work for Final Fantasy. He did a lot of oh, the okay. uh, promotional art for, like, the earlier games. I think, like, 1 through 6. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's like, like, like the book. fine art, like, watercolor. Oh, Final okay, Fantasy yes. Art. I know exactly Chloe, what you're talking about. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and Akira Toriyama um, did the art for Dragon Quest, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Chrono Trigger. Um, really cartoony, really expressive, great character designer. Oh, oh yeah, God. very very yeah. fun. And, um, very distinctive sorry. too, Chris. I know you you know what Dragon Ball Z looks like. Uh, of, of course, of course. Very familiar. And, and people bring him up all the time when they look at my art. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, um, you like the, the slimes of- from Dragon Quest, definitely. Yeah. Around the time I was working on um, the character art for Echoes from Bright Moon Tour, I was really influenced by Akihiko Yoshida, who was the character designer for Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah, it's like a really kind of a departure. It's a little more simplified. It's really cutesy, but like very ornate costuming with like really accessories. Yeah, um, like the, the shoulder, like, what do you call those? Not shields, but you know what I mean. Yeah, just like pauldrons. Um, Pauldron, yes. Also, like, for creature design, because I was really trying to make, like, kind of bold, teetering on, like, kind of creepy, but still cute. Um, I was looking at uh, Kazuma Kaneko, who is the monster, hmm. like, character designer for the Shin Megami Tensei series. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that about covers, like, a fair amount. <laughs> I'm sure there's oh. more, but... 
Well, Isaac stepped away for a second. So he's probably got a better idea of the backload of questions than I do. But I'll just add the first one I saw earlier, just a few minutes ago, which was from um, our dear friend August River, another wow. phenomenal uh, visual artist in the vaporwave world, who my has boss. done <laughs> really. I mean, he he released my tape, and oh, oh. that's right. <laughs> Are you guys talking about August? Wow, August! Yeah, August is the best. August uh, is the phenomenal, shit. phenomenal, phenomenal curator of music. Phenomenal visual artist has done some work for me, obviously, and of course does phenomenal work for Golden <laughs> Such Living a Room. Cool, sweet person uh, too, IRL. Yeah, wonderful person in general. Um, ask about your literary influences. Yeah, let's oh. ask that one. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Um, gosh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um. I really liked the work of, um, okay, so I, I love Inferno, <laughs> um, I love, um, really got into, like, sorry, um, I like, I like Thomas Pynchon a lot. Oh yeah, um, of course. Gravity's I, Rainbow. Yeah, um. Gosh, I I honestly haven't read a book in an embarrassing long amount of time, but I used to be an avid reader, so I'm like trying to come back. Yeah, me too. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, I I think uh, I think this is one thing that like overexposure to media has like killed for me. I absolutely agree. It's so much easier to play a video game or watch a movie. It's 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 really hard to slow down and and read a book. You know, it's just hard to slow down in general. You know, I just can't focus. I'll just like read a sentence over and over. but yeah, no, I uh, I really like, uh, lately I've really been enjoying more like visual media. Um, I really like, I have a lot of friends in the comic scene. Um, I really like graphic novels. Um, Very cool. I really like old art books. Um, I've been really getting into those lately. Um, just kind of exploring like the weirdos of like a significant art movement and uh, learning about them. Um, so I don't know. I, I definitely have gotten more into like academic literature, historical literature now. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't think that was like a very uh, direct answer. Um, I'm just like forgetting books I liked. <laughs> it happens. It's, ha- it's hard to get put on the spot. Yeah. Isaac, no, do you know yeah. any other backloads uh, back of questions? That, yes, that there is asked? one. Um, do you draw motivation for music and visual art from the same things? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, oh, I, I think, I guess, initially, like, the music is in, pulled from video games, but also, as I've, I've said, like, some influence and also um, flavoring from uh, non-VGM music. Um as far as like the visual art, especially lately, it's almost a component piece to the music, and they almost inform each other. I'll either do one first or the other first, and then they'll kind of like either write a song around a character or create a character and be like, oh, like I should, I should give them some musical context. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, but they all do just kind of come from the sieve my brain has become of like all the like video games and cartoons and like anime and manga I've seen. Very um, awesome. So yeah, uh, it's kind of like the runoff from that. 
and how it wants to take shape. Do you make um, soundtracks specifically for some of the visual art that you've made? Or do you uh, typically lately, make the artwork at like the visual art afterwards? So lately, um, yeah, I, I it really depends. I think when I was writing Echoes, I didn't have like a very clear story set out. I had done some character designs for like the main characters, and I had written a few tracks. Gotcha. And when I realized it was gaining some traction and like something that I wanted to see through, that's when it kind of started to bloom. And then like I started to explore more. Like, okay, like what does this world look like? Who populates it? Like, what is the goal of this character? Right. Um, how do I soundtrack that? And now, kind of like following that up with the project I'm working on now, um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of following the same through line. Although I'm focusing a lot more on characters and trying to have like a more um, direct story from the outset. Nice, because um, it, it's it's a follow up, like sequel prequel type thing. Um, so it's directly informed by the last project. Um, I have pieces already that I can work with. It's now like, how do I give them context? Big Lots, uh, Laggy McLaggin Pants wants to know what your favorite beer is. Oh gosh, uh, Miller Lite. <laughs> and Strip mm-hmm. Silence wants to know if you've ever ran a D&D game. No. Never played D&D. I actually haven't either. Really? Huh. I haven't either. Yeah. I'm surprised none of us has. <laughs> he did magic, though. So he did magic. He did magic. Okay. okay. And and incidentally, you have a bit of uh, your own magic game, do you not? Yes. Uh, it's a good, 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 nice lead-in, Isaac. Can you very good segue? Yeah. <laughs> can you, can nice, you tell us segues? Everyone in the chat, round of applause for that. Segue. Uh, I'm good at something. Uh, can Can you tell us about the game that you and August River are yeah. developing? Let's yeah. talk about that. The one that you and August are developing. Correct. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'd love to hear about the process with this. This is fascinating. Um, so August is just kind of incredible. And like Yeah, right? That person right. is a genius. <laughs> initially hit me up to ask if he could like um make a cassette of the album. I was like, Yeah, dude, of course. And then it just kind of like spiraled from there where um he was telling me like, Yeah, we, we really go all out. Like we're we have this like really beautiful packaging that we, we put a lot of money into, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we always do these we always do these extras with our tapes. Like, what were you thinking of? Like, did you want to include anything else with your tape? And I was like, well, I kind of thought like trading cards would be cool. Like, okay, right. we can do that. And um, so I, I sent him like some mockups of like trading cards, and he was like, oh, these are great. Oh, uh, how do you play the game? I was like, I what? No, I thought. <laughs> this was just, like, right. Oh man. <laughs> That's, that like, feels like a very August thing to do. Just the, the curiosity of like, oh yeah, and what, and, how, and then what happens? Like, you know, yeah. how's it more? Yeah, how so, do you play so, the game? I love it. You're like, I didn't think that that would be a question I'd be asked. Right? It gets, <laughs> no, it gets so much better. So, I love it. I was like, dude, I don't know. I kind of thought these would just be like collectibles. He's like, all right, I'll be right back. Comes back like a couple hours later. It's like, so I was talking with Ganjira, and we just like came up with like this loose rule system. Like, let's see how it works. And then, like over the course, the most of, like, creative people ever in this world in this scene. Yeah, I love this scene. crazy. Just such creative people. Over the course of like a few months, we hashed out like, yeah, a legitimate card game. I I, I have to give credit to both Ganjira and August for acting. Shout out Ganjira. I I um I mostly just supplemented the art and like adjusted designs to suit the rules. 
I also did like some editing on the rule book to make like the wording a bit more clear. Um, and like, obviously like supplied the designs, but right. yeah, no, it, it was mostly them who like created the game itself. Um, and yeah, it's, it came as like a special edition of my tape you could buy. You got like, every tape comes with three cards, but if you got nice. the special edition, we only made nine of them. You got a tape and like a full deck of all the cards and like a gameplay mat. There's like and, a game mat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, insane. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> like, um, I was just kind of in, in the boardroom for it. <laughs> oh, man. We got to play it at the next Vapor function. Yeah, Somebody I with a full deck can, can burn. I've not played around yet, so it's going to be really funny when I'm, like, bad at my own game. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't speak that into existence. <laughs> So are you the kind of person that likes to share um, your, you know, music that you are into, not not your music necessarily, but like that you're into with other people? Or do you tend to kind of keep your interests and oh, tastes no. like to yourself? I love talking about music with people. And it's so hard to find people who want to talk about it. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I, I am so into it. I, I, I really try to stay current. I am always listening to stuff. I'm always finding cool news. Hell stuff. yeah. Yeah, I, I love it, man. It's It's been, like, I, I don't think I got really into music until, like, high school. And ever since then, it's kind of been, like, a nonstop train. Um, I didn't really find my musical stride until high school either. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, anytime somebody, like, like Chris talks about liking, you know, pretty good shit at a pretty young age, and I'm like, ugh, man, it took me a minute. I was late to the game. Well, you I'll also say, like, have probably, a slightly different upbringing. That yeah. is true. Probably like eighth grade too, because like that's when. I mean, so I was a really. I was an early adopter of streaming. Like we had a Pandora account, so nice. that was like my first brush of like, oh, I can just like type in an artist and then get like a bunch of related artists I've never heard before. This right. is right. Awesome. Like, why wouldn't you? Like that's so, that like door open to like eternity so, moment. So, yeah. So did your yeah. did your older siblings inform you about anything, or did they help with any kind of musical taste, or not so much? Um, it was kind of a, a combined effort of, like, my parents who had very eclectic tastes and my siblings very cool. who had, like, during... What's that? Parents had good taste in music, huh? They did. They really did. I, I can't I wow. can't complain too much about the music I was raised with. Um, my dad really? was, like... They, they were born a couple years apart. My dad was into, like, 60s and 70s stuff. My mom was more partial, like, the 80s and 90s. But they had, like, some connections, too. Um nice. And, like, a lot of areas where we found, um, I mean, okay, I, I swear to God I'm not making this up. My first it's concert well. that I can remember was Steely Dan with Michael McDonald. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so fun, really? It was like, I was seven so and did fun. not appreciate I did not appreciate it at the time, but I think back about that. I was like, that's That's a cool insane. one to start with, dude. That's a crazy, that's a weird one to start with, right. you know? Interesting. First so, concert, my own volition was the cure. <laughs> oh wow, that's a good one. Um, I was thirteen. So it can, can I ask you? Okay, so was the Cure? Was that a band that you connected with early? Was that one of the first oh, yeah. artists that you listened to? Like, oh, this feels like my artist. Yeah. You know, that wasn't just like my siblings or my parents. So, like, one that oh, I feel sister, like. We all like the Cure. My sister really liked the Cure, um, and kind of like, and like they were an artist that was played enough on the radio, and I could be like, oh, this is different, and like, yeah. I am getting something out of this. And then you, you, as like things become more accessible, you can like look into their deeper catalog and be like, wow, this is all really good. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I definitely had a lot of stuff like that. I, I definitely had a similar experience with like Talking Heads, Eurythmics, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like exploring the music that was around me before like kind of discovering more contemporary stuff around me and like having the faculties to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess from from an early outset, I was raised with like a lot of different music. Um, this was like a lot of directions to go with it and then just kind of like took that interest into like oh well, i want to make my own identity now like what am i into um what's something that hasn't what what, what can i share with people um and honestly like i remember getting into like early indie music and like my parents being really into it and like sharing stuff with them cool really um, oh so you're able yeah. to share stuff with your parents too yeah, they oh, were really cool. excited. I think they were just excited Damn. to hear something new at that point. Oh, um, I'm jealous. Fun. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, like, Damn, you and your parents can listen to the same shit together. What? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't listen to these bands anymore. But like, right, I remember yeah. like, high school and, and being really into like Arcade Fire and the National, and like those are still like my mom's two favorite bands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's like some good old chamber pop, man. So your folks don't fuck with Black Mini? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Uh, my dad can't speak on it. He's no longer with us. But uh, that's uh, rough. I don't think I don't think my mom would like Black Midi at all. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Or the uh, the song that you had me put in your your Insta stories. That the song that you had me put in the Insta stories that I did for promo. Oh, oh Guppy, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like. Uh, it was like a little like bubblegum bass meets chip tune meets like some some like nightcore breakcore type vibe. Yeah, I love Guppy. He's definitely like one of the artists I am more excited about seeing kind of uh, post hyper pop. Gotcha. Um, makes really good shit. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're so open with sharing your tastes because I feel like a lot of people fear throwing their pearls before swine. I know I personally, I try not to shove things down people's throats. I try to really not overwhelm people, but I also try to, if I know somebody likes, like say somebody was into like Anamanaguchi, I'd be like, well, you got to hear Equip. You got to hear Fighting Island, right? You got to hear, you know. (laughs) Yeah, right? So like if you, I don't know, it's like being a musical concierge. It's just fun, you know, finding the degrees of separation or whatever. Yeah. I know, like I know that I'm I'm so all over the place that I can find some commonality with somebody. Yeah, um, I feel absolutely. the same way. Unless it's like Unless it's what? No, what did you say? Blockhouse. Like, um, <laughs> he said, "Unless it's that's funny, Isaac." No, I didn't uh, actually hear what you said, though. <laughs> Sorry. He said, "Unless it's boring." Boring. Okay, yeah, fair. I feel um, that. But yeah, I think that's 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 the way to be, right? Is to continue to look at different kinds of music, to so find the 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 artists within the different movements that speak to you, and then you have this wonderful collection of recommendations that you can connect with people on. You know, yeah. um, it hasn't happened yet where something has come around and I'm like, I don't get it. Right? <laughs> yeah, me it doesn't happen. But Gotta stay I'm young. Excited. I'm excited for that moment too. You're excited for the moment when someone pre- presents you with something. You're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Kinda, kinda, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The only time I ever get presented the huh moment is when you talk to people that aren't into music. You know, yeah, those types of people. It's right? a weird one, but that's like it's, sometimes it's like you realize, like, oh wow, 
music isn't for everyone. And like maybe right. they only listen to one or two or three songs uh, every year. <laughs> I remember thinking that when I was like 10 and an idiot. Um, <laughs> Imagine. Some people, they don't listen to music. You know, it's yeah, it's pretty weird. It's a thing. It's true. So let me ask you this, if you don't mind, since your music kind of dovetails with different scenes like possibly the chiptune scene or I'm I'm trying to think of some other scenes, but but definitely at least like the chiptune and like video game music appreciation scene. What what do you have you tried to break into those scenes or have you had much experience with that community or that culture? Was there something you found lacking? I'm not really actively looking to. I, I guess I'm kind of in a position where, like, if somebody asks me to play a show, I'll say yes, but I'm not right. really looking at I'm not actively trying to get involved with stuff. I, I know that there's, like, a burgeoning electronic scene here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, like, Chicago's a great city for electronic music in general. It's in our bones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. House music. Yeah, it's the birthplace of house. It's the birthplace of, of footwork. Um, Fuck yeah. Life. Um, like, yeah. I guess, like, the, the chiptune stuff and, like, the experimental stuff is always kind of sidelined. Like, you don't see that as much in, like, the bigger venues. It's it's mostly in DIYs. True. Um, and I've definitely made connections in that community. Like, I have friends. Uh, I, I mean, Isaac Blake, uh, the people who run Dads are friends of mine. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm super and excited to meet them then. Totally sweet. I played there twice, actually. And, Fuck um you. It was both both really good experiences and both completely different shows. But yeah, I guess it's not really something. I just kind of don't want to deal with it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, Understandable. I I, uh, I would much rather take the time to like make something really good to share with people. And when I'm ready, and like if people are willing to have me, I'll go for it. But like, right. I guess I'm not really necessarily trying to be an entity in the scene. I, I, I get it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with like staying anonymous or anything like that. It's just right. like I'm not really, I'm not. It's a hobby, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, I've never much I've never less cared. pressure that way. Yeah, I never cared too much about capitalizing on the music. I think there's there's too many um, interests that are ruined by the prospect of making money from it, and. Sometimes it's not even the prospect of making money; it's the prospect of like just just constantly trying to get attention for it. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, I think I really treasure the like people who have to dig and find my work, or like work that I like digging and finding other people's work. It's rewarding when you find something really good after doing that. And I don't want to take that away from people. I don't want to be in everyone's face. I don't have the energy for that or the time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm just, I'm kind of getting like, starting to get like a little bit more talked about. And I appreciate that a lot. I really do. And I don't want people to think that like they shouldn't do that. But um, yeah, I guess I'm just going to kind of keep posting at my own pace. Like this is always going to be like uh, out of a place of love for me and out of a place of like personal interest. If other people like want to participate, great. Um, But yeah. I, I guess I guess it's just not that important to me. <laughs> I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, it gives you freedom. It gives you control over your brand. And you don't stress out. It's not like a second job, you know? No. I, I don't want to, like, do something because it's expected of me, especially when it comes to music. 
because like I don't know I just it, it has to come out of like a situational place what, what I guess what I really appreciate most like what I don't want to lose ever as a component of my work is through its experience it maintains this earnestness and like this emotional component I don't want that to go away because it's right. going to come it's always going to come from like this kind of learning novice perspective it's just kind of taking what they can get and yeah. like it's always going to like come from like a more personal place for that reason I don't want to introduce sure. all these other things or like trying to com compete with other people or trying to be in the public eye what? it's going to take yeah. away from all of that it's really it's really hard to maintain that mindset because sometimes you put a lot of work into something and like you seek that validation and that That's validation can, can, can really get in the way of what you know looking for that validation from the attention can really get in the way of the, the you know the spirit of, of creation that you're talking about what's so beautiful chris is like the inverse it doesn't feel like work yeah it doesn't feel like work at all perfect it, it feels it feels like it's 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 you know the the freedom of expression it's like oh this is actually like what i get to do with my actual free time yeah. and it's so Fun. like yeah that's great um, that's the right way to let's that's attitude pj who are some people that you think we should bring on the show oh man uh has b been on no, no and they he hasn't been be. on yet oh my god no. get b on we got lunitas what? we got you we, we need to get b on yeah, they're funny on. as fuck, and they have king shit taste. Bring B on. Uh, yeah, oh, they I, do. I, 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 I've known, I've known, I've known B personally for years. You know, absolutely. She's Philly. She's from. Philly. I was in their DMs well, about the fact that they're in New, New Jersey, but she comes all to Philly over a lot. the place. Yeah, uh, B would be rad. Um, let's see. Um, and i mean you had 18k on and like he's he's definitely a, a scene fave of mine so that was pretty to go. man well we love dennis listening to 18k talk was just like listening to like an auteur it yeah. was like the bob ross of vaporwave they have an incredibly soothing voice i think i could listen to them talk forever very uh, eloquent yeah. damn that was that uh, was a dream of mine totally um, I don't know. Um, geez, this is like another one where I'm what like, what an oh, off man. the wall question, but hey, there's we... so many people I want you to have on. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll get to everybody. Oh, we want to uh, get eyeliner, Luke. I'd love to. <laughs> oh, so that's the, so there's a lot Damn, of people who are not American that we want that a lot of our friends that we want to bring on who are not American. And it's yeah. we're still trying to figure out how that works since we do the show live, and the yeah. time difference is a difficult thing. It like is. eyeliner is in New Zealand. I, I, well, they I went, like deeply... Hong Kong or Singapore for a while, which would well, have Singapore, been doable. That's right. I forgot. Uh, yeah, I like I deeply want to get in, like get on like my my dear dear old friends surfing yeah. at some point. You know what I mean? Uh, right. You know, uh, but it's hard to figure out how to do that, and we obviously have a lot of people in Britain that we want to bring on. You know, mm -hmm. England. Obviously, we we really want to bring on our buddies. Late, though. Yeah, we would. I would love to get some some of so our buddies says, like donor lens or strawberry. Or... Be fancy. All right. Thank you for that. You're absolutely right. So, well, if we got to so, figure out that how to do the the international stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, if you if even if you have to pre-record it, <laughs> it's just, just so much that. fun with the chat, though. It you is. Know what I mean? it's fun with the chat. Um, we love the chat. 
Yeah. I mean, PJ, groceries been on. Uh, yeah, we should ask. We I should I, get I groceries fuck, on. I could message him and get him on. Oh, yeah. Why groceries has, has a lo-fi house side project that not a lot of people know about called Null Object. And it's oh, yeah. We are, I, yeah, I, 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 Inrail says you're missing one member of DDS, and that's true because we've you're had right, our we buddies. James on. On. By the time we well, get yeah, on, I know. Well, wait, like, wait, why did you that, pick I'm me like, last? been saving. Yeah, but I, well, I, because I've been saving. We've been saving, saving James. They're going to come out with an album soon. They're going to like be like, they're well, going to have an tech album was easy. soon. They always have crazy shit to say. Oh, they're my favorite. I love tech. But like, I got. And also. Because no one's going to be able to say anything. <laughs> I know anything that I say will just sound better. I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Um, James, obviously, a very good good friend of, of mine. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, in Philadelphia, he's he's done yeah. terminally chill with me at least five times. I think counting like the, the uh, you know he's done terminally chill with me about five times at least. But they have an album coming out, and like let's I. Uh, Gotta save him, right? There's so many yeah, people we gotta that, save. Like, that we're saving. Too, Maybe we you know should I mean? strategically get James on right when the new album comes out. I mean, I'm waiting. I hope I day. hope they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> they're busy, man. They're fucking recording right. and getting ready for like well, they just moved, they're, you know, not, and... they're, they're busy. Just moved, yeah. Uh, I remember I was right like, now. I met James at Electronicon oh, LA and was we like, oh, Fantacat for sure. Thanks, Agnes on of course. I asked That's James what good. their favorite Final Fantasy installment was, and they were like, uh, Final Fantasy XI, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. That tracks. Get OPN on. Get OPN. Yeah, I would. Thanks, James. Okay. Uh, I would like to get OPN on. That would be great. But cool. PJ, do you have any... Get him on. <laughs> PJ, do you have any favorite, like, visual... Act, like works of art, whether it be movies, YouTube videos, TV shows, just anything that like a moving visual work of art, I guess I would say would be classified as. Moving visual work of art? Um, pretty much any. Okay, so I guess like anime wise, uh, like Evangelion, uh, anything by Satoshi Kon. Oh, not, yeah. Chris and I both like, love Satoshi Kon. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Not, is, Paprika is, is good informed answer. a lot of how I I do my work. Paprika is a big influence on me. Not just like one of my favorite anime directors, but maybe my favorite cinematographer. Um, just makes anime look like film without losing any of the magic of the medium. Right. Um, definitely, like I don't know. Uh, it's more. I guess it's more literary than visual, but a huge. Um, influence to me and something I think everybody should experience in some format is Berserk. Um, I've been needing to get into some of the better anime. Movie-wise, Holy Mountain. Sure. Jodorowsky? Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, despite Jodorowsky's issues, like, that's a great movie. Um, Faith Odyssey. I love love Jodorowsky. Um, Nice. Probably, like, I like Big Fish a lot. I think that's a pretty. Oh, that's an interesting choice. No, Big I've Fish not is seen underrated. That one. I need to. Underrated, absolutely. It's a good one. I, I appreciate the, the magic. Well, it's visually beautiful, and it's sort of a celebration of the idea of imagination in general. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's, it's hit different too. Gummo. In real sense, yeah, gummo. I was say, in real sense, gummo. I love gummo. That's yeah. one of my favorite. I love gummo. Um, uh, I guess like 
just trying to comb through like different kinds. Uh, Show-wise, like uh, lately, I've been really enjoying Barry. Um, uh, Barry's I, fun. Love that good. show. I, I'm really enjoying its subversion on the machismo action show. He um, and, and J- Bill Hader in general is kind of a fascinating guy with a very interesting. Really is. He's really yeah, he's, interesting. You know what? People who could do impersonations, like really good impersonations. They're like a whole different breed of person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, like the like, well, like, like with Bill Hader and like just the way that he can like inhabit different characters and be different people. And like, he's had such a weird career, and he's been involved with so many different types of people. You know, he's actually one of the few people that like was in was like a he he was he was like a writer for South Park at one point too. Like, he did a stint on there. Like, they never invite new people into that that little camp, and like they did with him. So like Bill Hader just has like flipped through so many different camps of people. That I don't know what it is. He's an interesting character, that guy. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So really Barry is like wonderful. You're right. That that flip of the of machismo, exactly. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I again, I'm just like I'm I wishing I could say that. more and drawing blanks. Um, but okay. this is always this is always yeah. stuff that I'm willing to chat about too. Like if we anybody asked- like. Like my my inbox is always open. If anyone ever wants to talk to me about anything, like please feel free. Yeah, I'll yeah. love it. Like, love it. I love talking about media. Yeah. Other you, music, yeah, you post on your story a lot. The stuff that you're like listening to, and I feel like I yeah. just can't help myself. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's great. Out. Or like you know, I have to see what you're talking about all the time, every day, pretty much. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm always down to like find out what other people are into and that might remind me of something that i want to suggest to you yeah um i guess yeah that's a pretty good like hammer i guess um i'm uh, admittedly like not as movie literate as i'd like to be same um used to be i think like the last like movie i really enjoyed that i saw that was like new was parasite and that was what like three years ago that was really good yeah but it's such a good movie um it was uh, and i i don't know i'm also kind of coming from the standpoint where i feel like a lot of movies are are bad lately <laughs> so right you didn't want to watch the eighth thor film oh i'm good on that <laughs> um, jk it might be good who knows? i've heard nothing but bad things about that movie actually so let's see all i want someone will and they'll tell me about it <laughs> um, yeah. Somebody else can curate the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe for me. I just also found that like my attention span for movies is so shot. It's got to hook me in like ten minutes, or I'm out. Uh, <laughs> so they're, they're still I, like they're still making some interesting. I films. wish like, I, I was remember, watching like, the cool I saw shit like Chris uh, watches. I just want to. Yeah, I watch crazy. Sci-fi. I'm I'm constantly watching like weird. Really shit I, know like, cool I, stuff, I watched the, I watched this. I watched Lamb recently. That was pretty interesting. Lamb? That um, sounds like the kind of yeah. film you would watch. <laughs> that was pretty weird. I, 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 I wish that. Wish I could appreciate the the like art. Like we were talking about Gummo. I saw Gummo like in undergrad, and I was like, oh yeah, you know. Like, would I want to see Gummo twenty twenty two? Probably not. <laughs> oh, I I will. I'm getting old. Kind, I know you would, and I respect that. <laughs> I just want to watch John Carpenter movies and like. Nothing yeah. wrong. Well, John Carpenter is a phenomenal director. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. Well, um, thank you. PJ, what do you think the biggest problem with music is right now? Gosh. Um, I would say 
don't know. I, hmm. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. I'm, I'm trying to zero on one. Um, Well, while we're waiting for that, may I recommend that you guys all check out Lech, Majus Lech Majuszki's work? He's a very interesting Polish director who makes some very weird, surreal films. And uh, anyway, what? Damn. Lech Majewski. Yes. I like him a lot. Uh, very big fan of uh, Field of Dogs. Field of Dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I will... Um, I will need See, to know the old... what streaming service I can find that on. Ah, uh, oh, good question. Do I, I need to know. buy a? He's like, there's like a whole series of directors out there that are like so not concerned with anything aside from creating art and not having any kind of really like very strong narrative associated, or even like I feel like there's a lot of people who direct a really good indie film so they can get some sort of dumb fucking Marvel thing after that. But there's like a whole series of directors that just don't give a fuck. And like they make the most, and they're like the most talented, beautiful directors in the world. And it's specifically just to make like strange art. Like, you know what I mean? So I like Majewski one of those guys where his films are beautiful. And cinematography is so gorgeous. And the visuals are so strong and resonate so strongly when it's so deeply when you see them. It's just all poetry. And there's like zero desire to move beyond any like an actual well, art house. Now I really want to see it. Damn it. It's like it's like it like it like makes like a 24 look like fucking like, I don't know, Jerry Bruckheimer. Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lech Majewski is a really good guy with that. Um, also, I'm always a big fan of like Peter, anything Peter Greenaway does. Yeah, I, but anyway, a minute to think about this, and, and it's it's complicated because I think I think the problems that are facing music right now, the same problems that have been facing music, they're just modernized. So we still have this like predatory music industry that's also oh, gotten more savvy. Um, so not only are they demanding more, but now there's more outlets to, you know, and things out too. More ways um, to squeeze people. And I, yeah, I, I guess I just think inauthenticity is really becoming a problem. I think we're really losing, like, especially when it comes to like, I, I don't so much believe this with like, um, independent artists, but I'm just seeing a lot of like popular artists that are clearly just like phoning phoning stuff in for kind of like what we were alluding to earlier about like trying to get seen, trying to be noticed, trying to get on playlists, trying to do yeah. yeah. I I think we're kind of losing a sense of identity in a lot of areas of music, and that's a little scary to me. Right. Um, oh, that's a very. Oh, yeah. It really does, man. Sometimes, like, I put on Spotify, and like, I'm like, where do these? Some of the sometimes artists come out of nowhere, and it's like they just fit so perfectly in a playlist. And I'm like, is that a real artist, or is there like some studio that like Spotify has? Do their parents have blue artists? check marks next to their Twitter handles? And I'm just like, I've never heard this person before in my life. I don't know where they came from. All of a sudden, and it's like I listen to the song, like, oh, it's a pretty good song. <laughs> like, but where did they yeah. even come from? Um. Other than that, like, I, I guess just, uh, I mean, this whole, like, we're, we're obviously dealing with a lot of things that are not necessarily like, the fault of the music industry, but just 
world at large, like pre-pandemic supply chain, the vinyl shortage, like people being able able to run their businesses well um, as a result of forces completely outside of their control. Um, I don't know, like this makes me realize like how many things can stop on a dime if everything just isn't working exactly as it's expected to. I guess, yeah, that, that just... Um, inspires me to remind everybody like and I, I I don't worry about this community but like be nice like yeah a lot of Agreed. like a lot of things you're supporting a lot of people you're buying from it's a small team like they're they're, they're not like these big it's insane yeah. it's insane that I order stuff from a vaporwave label and it comes to me I can't even fucking fathom I know that. did you see that like, happening 10 years like, ago this is just like yeah <laughs> I can't even believe that I like I can't even imagine that, like, they have, like, a... They're, like, sending tapes out across the world. And I'm like, wow, I could never do what these record labels do. I could never in a million years do this. This is crazy that they just do it. And, like, it comes to me. And, like, this is a person. Like, it's not a company. It's not, like, publishers... It's not, like, Columbia House or something like that. (laughs) Has anyone already brought up, like, posthumous releases? Has anyone brought it up? No. What do you mean? Because that's fucked up, What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't up. think I don't think I should do that. I think that's like it's pretty exploitive. Oh, unless it was the artist's wishes. You know? I, I, there are like four yeah. like different Tupac albums that came out after he died. Like the label didn't make it. Why are they taking the money? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think posthumous releases are really bad and should stop. That's that's Not a really me. good hot one. Yeah, posthumous releases are bad. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm out of things. Those are well, all the things I could... Be careful <laughs> just asked a fire question. Be careful it says, worked. if you could hear a collab uh, project between any number of artists, who would be on it? God. How do you expect me to answer that? Um, yeah. Try your best. Jeez. I, uh... I had a... think about the other day um i don't know that's that's a that's a thinker like i i not only have to think about like all the collabs i'd want to happen but all the collabs i'd want to happen in each genre i listen to regularly uh, <laughs> and then which of hear those, all of them which of those is the best like yeah oh gosh yeah I mean, I guess in the meantime, listen to the Nameless Dreamers album. That's a really good clip. Right. Uh, <laughs> Makes a lot of sense for those two to do work together. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. Good thing we talked. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's That know. was a good one. And, and just like me, it was a stumper. I, I don't know how I could answer that unless I had time to prepare. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get uh, back to you. You you you, you come back. We'll, we'll I'm going to message him at like 4 in the morning. Right. There will yeah, be like a 3 a.m. Instagram is, story. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but Any yeah. thoughts on uh, why some artists, whether visual or musical, make it and some don't? Um... Money, publicity, what kind of teams they're able to hire. Um, it does go down to money, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and unfortunately, it kind of always has. Who um, do you even hire? I never even understand that. I'm like, they're like, it's like, 
who are the teams? Like, wh- who are these teams? Like, I don't even know who you do hire. Like, where are they finding the people like this shit? Who, who does this? Yeah. How do you hire the right person? I don't even it's understand like, that shit. Like, I've asked some of the more successful people we've had on here in the past, and, like, they don't even know half the time. They're like, I don't know. Like, well, Dan like, Mason's know. answer was fun. They were just like, Damn, I was, don't know. Damn, I just like, kind of I don't know, up. man. I got picked up, and I'm in it now. And I'm like, well, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> right place, I remember right talking time. to, like, um, or, or, well, they or, like, knew a little bit about like when well, to drop talking, like, the songs. Well, I remember talking to Uniwa, and like Uniwa was mm-hmm. like, "Well, oh, I got like a distributor that was pretty good." And I'm like, "Well, anything else beyond that?" He's like, oh, "Not really." I'm like, oh, "What the fuck? I don't understand." Like, so like somebody is hiring a team out there that's a successful person. I, I don't think it's anybody in vaporwave. Apparently, like, who the fuck? Like, who do you hire? Like, I don't even understand where. Like, this is ridiculous. I think you hire people. Like, what? The- how do you even know who the right person is that understands right. you, you know? It's ridiculous. So I don't know. But someone's hiring somebody, obviously. Someone's doing this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I obviously, again, I, I I don't really research this part of the industry. Because, yeah, like, I, why would we? It's stupid. I don't know like, about it. Yeah. Oh, I don't wow. either. I'm like, yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, if, if you're able to do that, great. But I, I, you're probably not the artist I'm listening to anyway. Damn, um, that's cold. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Fair. And I, I, I really like it when an artist I don't think is going to be successful is. But yeah. I, but okay. Me too. Honestly, Hot take. I love it when good artists blow up. Like when Sigur Rock <laughs> got signed to Geffen Records. Yeah. And let's, let's get back to like the first question. What I think is wrong with the music industry. I hate when like artists compromise their integrity for a cloud. It sucks. Damn, it's son. really upsetting. Uh, <laughs> Or just it's like, upsetting, yeah. yeah, stop doing that. Just like, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll wait, for, I'll wait for a good album. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait as yeah, long true. as it takes. Yeah. And I know that's not really how things work. And I know you're on. You can tell work. when they start making it for for the the algorithm or the the TikTok. Yeah, it's, 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 it's disappointing. You can tell when there's no life. I, I mean, I get it. Like you have to, you have to make money. You got to eat. But like, damn. <laughs> So, what are some examples of music that you strongly dislike? Oh gosh, uh, Electro Swing for sure. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, speaking to Isaac's language. Gosh, uh, really, what's the like? Sees Moulin Rouge once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I don't really fuck with show tunes. <laughs> you don't fuck but, with show tunes? None of them. Um, I, I mean, know. I fuck with. With Les Miserables all day long. I fuck I with Fiddler on the Roof. I don't know if this is a I hot take. Like, I don't like Les Miserables. <gasps> that is a hot take because that is beautiful. <laughs> that sound that came out I of his mouth. I strongly disagree yeah. with you. Les Miserables is like some of those Damn, beautiful son. music. It's a wonderful musical. It's a wonderful everything. I watch. I've bummer. seen. I. It's a bummer. That's why he's a bummer. That's true. But it's beautiful. It's life. I'm. I've seen Les Miserables ten times. <laughs> oh, I respect I'm that. Fan. I'm oh. a big fan. I, I mean, I would go see Fiddler on the Roof. In the, I mean, the theater, it's just like, really funny. Minutes. Never has there been an opportunity for me to bring up the fact that I am a big fan of Les Miserables. I, I actually was such that. a big. I, I was actually such a. Big, 
I'm such a big fan of Les Miserables that I drove by a high school one time that was doing a production of it, stopped and bought tickets for it. I do not go to this high school, and I got tickets to go see it. That's adorable. I don't even know. (laughs) So that is like how much I enjoy Les Miserables, and I I hate the movie a lot. I really hate the movie. I I really hate hate the movie. I think I hate Anne Hathaway and everything. Um, I think I hate Anne Hathaway Hathaway and everything. Yeah, I don't like her. I don't like her in anything. Yeah, all right. Look, we may disagree on Les Miserables, but I we strongly agree on Anne Hathaway. I yeah. don't think I like her in anything. Um, I, think, I think she's a bad actor. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I tried watching, Um, you know, like, oh, God, what's the one movie? She was in the Jonathan Demme movie, which was pretty good, aside from I wish she wasn't the main actress with Margot, not Margot at the Wedding. That's the Noah Baumbach movie, but it's like another wedding film that she was in those. The movie was pretty good, but she was not. I wish there was a different actress. I did excuse myself for a minute. Um, but uh, I will, uh, yeah, I'll think about other questions I was asked earlier tonight. Never mind. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> well, I am very, very glad. Who was the band that did Wolf Like Me? Wolf Like Me? Yeah, that, that song. I don't know, man. You come on. That was like big. Wolf Like Me? Indies. Yes. Come on. Shit, I don't know. Well, I'm. You what the fuck? I, what did it my, sound my like? My phone is dead right oh, now. Oh, Codex Boy Encyclopedia says TV on the radio. That's it. Thank you. He, Thank uh, he you. was in the movie. I remember that. Unreal. Damn. Well, at the end of the day, obviously, I've been very outspoken what my least favorite kind of music is. And I uh, feel like I beat a dead horse, so maybe I should be a little nicer on that. But at the at, at this point, I mean, we both know that you have a, uh, a burning hatred of new metal, so I guess we're even. Me? I really don't like new metal. I really don't like it at I all. I mean, maybe not a burning uh, hatred, uh, but like... Uh, it's not a burning hatred. It's just... Um, I think There's it, no love lot, lost. No, I think a lot of these things have to do with your age and when you grew up and what time, when that music hit you and when it doesn't hit you and like you know and what you were listening to at the time and uh, you know speaking as someone who came of age when that music was coming coming up and I had already not been into it because I was much more into like punk rock or I was yeah. into like metalcore in the 90s was coming up Sick. so I'd already heard things like Earth Crisis or Converge or uh, uh, you know Botch or Dillinger Escape Plan so it's like no one's going to sell me Linkin Park after I've already heard Botch you know what I mean? Particularly I, when you're 15. Particularly when you're I like 15 that. years old. See, that's now, exactly now, what I'm talking was, about. Now, if I was older and like new metal already happened and I went back and listened to it and maybe I was younger or maybe the movement was kind of already tapered off, I might have a different opinion of it's it. It's angst. You know, I, I might be music. like, well, I would be like, I like it. It's fine. I don't know, man. It's just not. It's not for me. It's fine. And it's okay. And I just want to read this in rail comment for oh, anyone no. that's that's not oh, here and no. can't read on podcasting services. In rail says, electro swing and imagine dragons stomp clap hey ho car insurance church youth group dude perfect farm to table Austin Texas core music are the only two genres I cannot stand. I went away. Man. I couldn't have summarized this, it better, Nathan. You know what I didn't like about new metal is it's very like like it's very like like very like thick headed sort of like I don't know man it just I didn't like the lyrics I didn't like I didn't it seemed I don't know I, I didn't it doesn't speak to me in any way I guess I uh, mean it speaks to somebody and I can't disrespect it but it's just not for me either 
I don't know, man. What do I know? What do I know? I, I never gave it that much of a chance. What do I know? I don't know anything about what I'm talking about with this. I'm not the person to ask about it, probably. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. I could go back and listen to these albums and be like, I'm so fucking wrong. I love that Corn album. It's amazing. Oh, I just never bothered. I just didn't like what I heard, and I never explored it further. It seemed silly. It seemed like, I don't know, I don't live in, I don't live in Arkansas and hang out at the mall all day drinking Gatorade. I'm not interested. <laughs> drinking Gatorade. Um... um I apologize. But I, I could I'm wrong. This is I very I got to st- you know you can get me in trouble the more you make me talk about new metal. Isaac. But it's fun. <laughs> I can't be the only bad guy on this show. That's true. I usually allow you to be the bad guy these days, honestly. Uh and honestly to tell you the truth, guys, like it's um fun. I was going to try and play Devil's Advocate for Electro Swing, but I'm not sure if I can do that either. <laughs> uh, you don't have to do that. It's okay. I don't have to. It's all right. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't want to spin poi and go hang out at the Rin Fair? I, you know what, man? I guess people people get really into it. The one people who are, you know what? What else can we talk there about? What's this, we're running yeah, out of so, time. I don't want to spend the less of the time yeah, talking wh- about. Yeah, what this. did you what did you come back to show us? So no, I uh, I was I wanted to apologize. I was fighting like a, I was in a test of strength with a bladder issue. Um, but oh, poor thing. while I was away, I uh, have an answer to be careful's question. Oh wow! Well, well. well do share, my friend. I want a Carolyn Palachek Arca collab. Oh, wow. Okay. That would be really dope. That's a great answer. Okay. That's that is a great answer, answer, DJ. Nice. Unassailable answer. Arca, man, that, they are so ahead of the curve, and they have been ahead of the curve for so fucking long. Oh, yeah. I've been to Arca for a long time. Ever yeah, since, I remember. Like, I remember stretch one and two. <laughs> yes. Well, I remember like the first time. I think like one of the first times I started really getting into Arca was when I heard the FKA Twigs EPs, the first two yeah. that she put out, because Arca produced a lot of the tracks on those. And I remember thinking like, who the fuck is producing this stuff? Because it's genius. And then like, so good. <laughs> I know. Well, Arca yeah, is just like so almost. fascinating because if you go back and listen to like their old, like they were already had mastered the concepts of making like all kinds of different really like intelligent dance music and intelligent like sort of pop music like very early when they were very young they'd already mastered this Gosh, shit and it was already so great cool. and so like they're so far ahead of the curve so far ahead of the curve more than almost any other artist in my opinion that they're i just like they're just so like they're just constantly coming up with new ways to make music and new ways to i love music that experimental brand of electronic music where it's like wow this is something i've never heard like ash kusha or like fatima yeah. al-kadiri type shit yeah i love both of them um, it just yeah. it just makes me excited again. It's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, yeah, everything Ark does is like, I'm going to challenge you. Get yeah. ready. <laughs> like, if that's you could like, get another album you, out of any ready. artist, PJ, who would it be? Like, if if you found out that any artist was announcing a new album, like, who would have you the most hyped? Oh wow. Um, I don't know. I I get so excited about so many different artists. I think. If anyone's had like a long hiatus and um, really into their work and they announce something, I'm just like, fuck yeah. Uh, right, I mean, yeah. I, know, I know Death Grips just announced something, so I, yeah, I'm looking forward that. to that. Very I was cool. kind of waiting for that for a minute. Um, outside of that, I, I don't really know. I can't think of anybody who's been quiet for long enough for, I would be... I don't know. I I guess hmm. 
Isaac, what about you for that question? I, I, you, I, yeah, how about you? you? Yeah. How about Damn you, Isaac? It, I never have an answer prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, a new a Vectroid question. album would be nice. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like it's, yeah, I agree. A new... Um, I wish... I'm just thinking of <laughs> who, who hasn't been active for a while because <laughs> I, yeah, right. I feel like everybody well what's really there. cool is there's a lot of people coming back too like Lux yeah. came back Syllabus came back Computer Dreams is coming back uh, I want to say Internet Club just released something new Wow, That's well, super guys, cool. You guys should wait till Skeleton Lipstick comes back with the new. You know what? Um, I want to see a Skeleton Lipstick collab with Navigator. You said that for a long time. Yes, I just think y'all would do really well together, and I think Navigator's working on some good shit. It's very hard for me to collaborate. I've never figured out how to do it properly. I'm trying to. I'm still working on that. I would love to collaborate more often. That's fair. That's I've never made music, so it's all in my mind. You know. I'm working on that. I gotta get better at that sort of thing. Um. Well, um, y'all want to go ahead and uh, go into well, the shout-out section an- of the show? I, yeah, I didn't answer the question yet. No, you didn't. Why don't you... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm always looking forward to whenever... Obviously, I mean, anytime 10 Tricks Point never puts something out. I'm always... That's sure. the one. That I'm like, what's going to happen next? I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I'm usually always very excited anytime Tobacco puts something out because I'm like kind of interested to see how they're going to produce it this time. And anytime James Ferraro does something, I'm kind of like, well, I wonder what's going to be this time. Those those are some. Oh man, look at that adorable cat! For anyone tuning in via podcasting services, PJ has an adorable cat in their hands. What is the cat's name? This Opal. Opal. Yeah, it's a very good baby and a very good girl. Um, And yeah, I can't wait for her to release something. Clams Casino and Burial, too, are two artists that I usually Okay. Like. So oh, okay. I know you're a Cryosauna fan, right, Chris? Yes. Good. I'm really down for a... <laughs> really scratches burial. that. I would like for there to be some unproblematic sewer slut-esque music. <laughs> right. But I've only found, like, one artist that does it almost as well as she does, and they don't have very much material. Oh, uh, that's sad. Yeah. All right, should we do the shout-outs now? Yeah, let's start with PJ. You can say anything you want. You can shout anyone out or promote, just whatever you want. I mean, um, definitely subscribe to the Epic, uh, Eclipse Fix Mixtape Club. Um, Second well worth, well worth your time and money. Um, shout out to my friends and family for supporting my art and my music. Um, shout out to my partner for being great. Um, shout out to the scene for being sweet and wonderful. Um, and shout out to you both. I really appreciate you doing this show. I think it's really special. And, um, oh, hey, Adonis. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you see Adonis in the background. Yeah. Got Chris's cat on, on cam right now, too. Yeah. This is going to play great on the there audio. There are four cats that Lux has that I could let in here right now. but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, shout out to my friends in the art scene. Um I don't know. It's, it's just I'm in a I'm in a really positive place right now, and uh, I, I owe it to a lot of people. So. Hell yeah, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Um. Well, Chris, you got your hands full, so I guess I'll go first if that's all right with you. Sure. Um. We got a. Uh, 
uh, week this weekend we actually run an ad after the show uh, for Coast to Coast Collective's Pacific Summer, a live stream event hosted by Pacific Plaza on Twitch on Saturday, starting at 4 p.m. Pacific, featuring myself, Van Gogh, uh, s- sorry, Patch Notes, Tether, Joni, Sacre Blow, Luxury Noise, and somebody else that I'm forgetting that I'm going to feel real bad about later. But I've got a great 20-minute deconstructed club set with visuals by luxury noise very bombastic just just pummels can't wait for that 4 p.m this weekend on saturday next week is the first leg of the circuit zero tour being put together by be careful and a hero and featuring van gogh simple syrup i click in rail and uh some other people supporting including you chris um the lexington kentucky date yeah, the Lexington, Kentucky date is on uh, August 3rd, Wednesday. So we'll be throwing a show together uh, at Owls in Lexington featuring iClick, InRail, Van Gogh, Simple Syrup, and somebody else who, who I'm forgetting at the moment. I apologize. Um, so I'll be I'll be opening for those boys. Um, don't know what I'm going to play yet. Probably some bubblegum bass, maybe some wave music, and then doing it again in Chicago at Dad's on yep. Sunday, August 7th. So if you're near Lexington, Kentucky, or Chicago, Illinois, you're going to want to come out and see the boys. Um, be there. I'm definitely going to be bringing my A game because I have to compete with Simple Syrup and, and a Hero and Van Gogh uh, and iClick and InRail. So definitely be there. And then, of course, the week of Electronicon, there will be many events. Uh, I'm doing a space at the uh, Utopia District Tape Swap on Friday, the day before, so excited about that. Probably just going to play some Future Funk. I mean... <laughs> And then um, late August, I'm opening for Autograph at Le- in Lexington and Nashville. Going to play some some um, lo- um, some lo-fi house and and um, that sort of sort of vibe. Uh, got a show with uh, Autograph in Lexington with Robert Beatty and Gene Vomit Terror. So that's oh, yeah. cool. Um, Very dope. Yeah, Dude, and then um, not announced yet. What's that? Robert Beatty doing three-legged race at that show, or what's... Um, Robert Beatty's going to be performing probably as Ed Sunspot. Yeah, um, fun fact: Robert's actually doing the poster. Can't wait to see that oh, shit. Wow! Very excited. Cool. It's going to have my name on it. Like I can't believe that I'm going to be on a Robert Beatty poster. Very um, cool. Very yeah. Cool. And then uh, you know, coming up in September, uh, it's not announced yet, but there's there's an event that Chris and I will be both participating in. It's going to be very mm-hmm. special and mm-hmm. fun. And I, I honestly like. It's embarrassing how excited I am to share I'm a stage so with you again, man. I'm so excited, man. I can't wait. Oh, my God. And then there's other cool stuff coming up that I can't remember right now. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the floor. Uh, sure. Well, why don't I just start off by saying that, of course, I'm participating in the Circuit Zero uh, tour as well. And that is the date that I'm going to be playing is going to be this Saturday, July 30th. Uh, our buddies, be careful. Simple Syrup, Van Gogh. A hero, they're all going to be there. In addition to some Philly people, like uh, my it's dear a friend big Bonneville show and Paranormal and Hideyoshi and Terminal Floor. And let me drop a link for that right now. For more info, click on this link. It will be on Saturday. If you are in the Philadelphia area or the New Jersey area or the Pennsylvania area, come on and check it. Or the Delaware area, come on and check it out. It's going to be a wonderful time. A whole bunch of friends hanging out, doing cool stuff. Why would you not want to go? How much love is there going to be at that? So much is the answer. The day before that, I am going to be doing a uh, doing a performance at um, in New York at Shemansky. I'm uh, the Yoitoki, which is the Future Funk Vaporwave party that's run Unreal. by um, 
Yeah, that's run by Faith and Glitch. Uh, they uh, this party is crazy. They, they oh yeah, pack. Huge, huge turnout party. Those guys uh, <laughs> who are in that little collective are like, like they are like really they're like nightlife people. They know how to do this shit really well. And I'm yeah. very honored to have been asked to sub in for my friend uh, Faith and Glitch, who's not going to be there. And I believe I am the first time that they've ever had somebody not in their collective, three-person collective, come and uh, do a DJ set for them. So, Yoitoki, Too if cool. you are in New York City or in Brooklyn, come check this out. This party is fucking bonkers. you got to see it. They, they know how to throw a party, and I'm super honored that they uh, they asked me to sub in. So... Come check out that. In addition yeah. to that, new song out I released, I mean, I guess like a week ago or two weeks ago, called Detonate. You can find that on Spotify. You can find that on the Bandcamp, all that good stuff. Go check it out. Yeah. It's a fun little track. Uh, and, of course, Polymath Vampire on Business Casual. It's outstanding, cool it album. Check it out. And then, of course, you should always consider going over to the uh, the Needle Juice uh, wet, uh, the, the Needle Juice website and getting yourself a copy of Glows the Melts and I'll drop a link for that because honestly at the end of the day it's the fucking most beautiful vinyl I own it's <laughs> fun that I made it yeah. nice to make something yeah this is pretty fucking cool still the most beautiful vinyl release I've ever seen in my life and Little, little hard to hear you, but you guys should definitely get fucking it. Fucking heavy cardboard. Looking. Needle Juice releases such fucking high quality pieces of work. Like there's like no, no, no expense spared on like their uh, packaging and the vinyls that they create. It's just like a big honor to have had them re-release this album on vinyl, and uh, comes in the two variants: either Melt, which is outstanding blood splatter, or Glow, which glows in the dark. And uh, I don't know, man. Buy shit from Needle Juice. Those motherfuckers, like, they have, like, the most beautiful, thick, heavy packaging. Like, I've gotten vinyl before, and, like, a lot of times it's, like, very thin cardboard. It's, like, people, you know, it's it's expensive, right? Uh, or, like, you know, you get it off, like, e-crates, and it's it's wonderful, but it's it's still, like, it's thin. Like, you know, it's still, like, this is, like, there's no expenses spared on the shit that they put. I don't know how the fuck they do it or what their connections are with who they do, with who they, how they're getting this shit made, but it's the most beautiful vinyls that they put out, and... This is the most beautiful vinyl ever created. You should get it. Just saying. And the music's pretty fucking cool, too. You should frame uh, it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, and aside from that, the uh, what's it called was announced. Uh, the Doom Mix, right? Ooh, look at that. Oh, yes. That's my, that's the lips again. Oh, is that signed I by get, you, too? I get that. Yeah, I PJ has oh, a vinyl of lipstick elites. Lipstick elite. Stay passionate. That, I believe, is sadly sold out from our good friends at My Pet Flamingo. The luxury elite lipstick, uh, luxury elite skeleton lipstick collaboration. Thank you so much for bringing it up. What an yeah, honor! That's a dream to, uh, what an honor for for PJ to have one of these that I was able to give directly to him. What a fun! What a You're fun night that, that was. With you to electronic oh, it was such a good time. Signature. You don't understand. Like when we hung out, be careful. Was there? He was there too. Like everybody was there. I keep I can't even count how many people were at that event. We're at that that dinner that we had, or that 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 drink that when we met for drinks after the I'm after so George's jealous. show. Oh it's my god! I could be dozen. There's like, there's like, like I think there's like 25 people. I want to meet there. everybody. Like every, every time I see pictures of you and like Fiber and Quiz and everybody, I'm like seething with jealousy. Oh yeah, no, that's fun. Uh, Philadelphia's fun, man. It's a nice little way station between a lot of different places. Um, Loved it. I love Philly. Yeah, a great I, time. I, I can't believe Philly, it. Alas. <laughs> well, um, well, that's oh, yeah, it. That's the, the, the show. Mix. Wait, wait, the Doom Mix. The Doom Mix is out right nope, now. Nope, that's right? the show. So, 
You should definitely trip. Doom oh, and there's going to be a um, there's going to be a showcase this Saturday as well. It overlaps a little bit with Pacific Summer, but hey, it's got a great lineup. Can I do one more quick thing? Please. So the Doom, oh, Zach just released the or just announced, which is now fully funded now, which will be on vinyl. The uh, Doom Mix Volume Six, which features myself and Pop Culture and Lyite and Fiber oh, yeah. and Skylar Spence and of course Luxury Elite and Dan Mason and Vape Error and Eyeliner and Discoholic. And that is uh, obviously all the songs haven't been released yet, but you can, I guess, purchase it in advance now. And it is fully funded on vinyl. And here is the link for that. That obviously, thank you. What a, what a, the release that a lot of us always look forward to these days. So there you go. I'm Their honored to be involved yet. in it. Uh, I I think so, man. And I'm honored to be involved in it. I mean, you and everybody else on there was a super logical choice. You wanted but to yeah. make this one dance, so run it up, y'all. And, uh, and definitely check it out when it drops. Thanks for the follow, Commodore two fifty six. Um, PJ, hey. thank you for being our guest tonight. We really thank enjoyed you talking so to much, you. Thank you so much. Always love talking to you. You I like were such huge fans of you as an artist and as a friend. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Not what? just not just a a skilled artist, but musician and friend. Yeah, um, exactly. Thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight as well. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for keeping us honest. Um, and thank you for the follows, the <laughs> reposts, the tweets, the promotion, and the donations. Just a friendly reminder, donations are optional, but if you want to follow the link before we close out the show tonight, you are invited. All donations go straight towards equipment upgrades and commissioning dear friends like PJ Rourke, Bianca B. Fanti, and others. Um, tune in in two weeks. That would be August, Monday, August uh, 8 at 9 p.m. Eastern for an episode with our dear friend Be Careful, who Ooh. is in chat. Great choice, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Great. So, Great choice. thank you very, very much for your time tonight, y'all, and don't forget if you like hot takes, invite a friend, post about us, follow us, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye.